You are listening to Russell Brand on Six Music. That there were the birds. Turn, turn, turn. I'm here with Matt Morgan. You alright, Matt? Yes, very well. Oh, are you? Yes. Why are you all grinning? Why are you so... Obs- get on the mic! I will not get on the mic! Why are you so obsessed with not eating wheat all of a sudden? Because, um... Well, look how much better I look. Yeah, no, I know. I feel. I just... I'm a new man. It's a very feminine obsession. It's very feminine having you go, man. I can't really wait. Well, all your obsessions. I haven't got any. Trevor Locke is not here today uh, for obvious legal reasons. What is it? He emphatically des- den- denies the charge. If it goes to court, he'll plead not guilty. We hope he'll be back next week. What are we going to talk about on the show this week, Matthew? Should we talk about destruction, destroying things? Yes. We'll have to. It's the Smash preordained topic. Smashing things up, destroying things. Not just objects, also relationships. (laughs) Anything can be destroyed, really. You can destroy literally anything. Okay, yeah. Careers. Oh, oh Christ, we've had a good go at that, haven't we? Over the years, we've tried to dismantle everything we've slaved for. We'll probably try and get Noel Gallagher on the phone later. Do you know what we should have? I had an idea. Why don't we try and... wear in a Tom Jones muscly, weird vest that's open? As is a Tom Jones... Sort of thing Tom Jones wore. I'm, I'm wearing a, what can only be described as a standard T-shirt that Matt, with his small-town background, <laughs> seems to the sort of thing that Mark Boland would turn up in. It's a really he ordinary garment. In 1977. Really? Yeah. I was on a bus and the yes, sign came it. up and it said, on this day in 1977, Mark Boland, age 29, died. Perhaps we should do something to commemorate the death of Mark Boland. Oh, I'm going to do this. That is very disrespectful, Matthew. A lot of people admire Mark Bolan. I do, I think he's good. I admire him. What a great innovator, what a lovely way to dress. So, yeah, we'll talk about destruction and that. I've got, let's have a look at... All I mean about the T-shirt is it's really, it's open down to the, like, the V comes down to the nipple line. You've got yeah. a hairy chest and medallions hanging in the hair. <laughs> it's Tom Jonesy. Shall I say, oh, I'll, I'll I'm not asking you to change it, I'm just making you aware of it. <laughs> You're making me very self-conscious. About conscience, a- yeah. <laughs> and why are you wearing leather gauntlets? What's happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Always wear these leather know, gauntlets. Yeah. So uh, this, I've got a message here from Claire. When we were kids, we used to build dens a lot. Then we used to get matches and burn down a field nearby. Yeah. Why? Did what? Did you burn down things? Did you ever set fire to a hay bale? No, I used to set fire to the allotments down the end of our street, though. Well, that's only natural, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. How can you set fire to an allotment? It's just a bit of grass. Some the bit, of this, then there's a bit. There's all thickets and that. Oh, set fire to that bit. To a scarecrow. Be lovely, wouldn't it? Really to watch it go. Good. What if it hollowed out eyes, all the flame, all the blaze, all, all of a sudden? Yeah, it'd be a bloody awful spectacle. So yeah, if you want to text us about senseless wanton destruction, t- you can do that on six four zero four six, or you can email us at russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. I got some heart. Well, I got some heartbreaking stories of destruction. I have really what from your life or from those bits of paper. From me at home life, like, I, I've, I'm incapable of feeling empathy and compassion as a psychopath. <laughs> Let's listen to Dirty Pretty Things, and then we'll get on and see if we can't solve this problem of destruction. I think we can. Of course we can. Here we go. Dirty Pretty Things, wondering, you listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. We're talking about destruction today, like self-destruction. As Matt points out, you can destroy almost anything, can't you? Right, um, Carl Barat out of Dirty Pretty Things gave me what was referred oh, to as God. my beloved cane, beautiful antique silver-topped cane, Victorian, made in Bur- Birmingham, if the, uh, what are them things called? 
Like on a the term, um, on a bit of hallmarks. Hallmark. If the hallmarks are to be believed. Matt couldn't bear to see me happy. He couldn't bear to see for a few seconds that I might have something that I'd value over and above our friendship. So he took that silver top cane. This is a lie. Right? He took it when we was at MTV waiting for some people. Right? It goes, I'm going to smash I'm going to smash <laughs> Waiting for some people. Waiting for some people. <laughs> he, he took You're this. About nine. He took <laughs> these people a bit long. Shortly, he took put this can of like some sort of energy drink on top of a uh, television and goes, "I'm going to take a swipe of your beloved cane." Yeah, no, rang out the cry from me. No, not the Do beloved really cane. Then he swept the cane like a bloody Saracen through the air, missed the can of energy drink, smashed the beloved silver top cane into a wall, and it, like all split all all the head of it. Luckily, now it is in a silversmith. When, um, but it's been, it'll be repaired well, in two weeks. True. And when Carl gave me that cane, oh, he was, well, I thought it was my beloved cane. Take this cane, treasure it always. Never in a fit of senseless violence, smash it against the wall. You couldn't Right, wait, now this is what you? actually happened. You couldn't wait to we destroy that. We were bored in a room, and then I put a can of energy drink on top of the- Energy drink! Oh, why not try some energy drink? It'll make you feel really anxious. <laughs> put it on top of a television. <laughs> And I said, right. And I was holding the cane. I said, do you reckon if I hit that really hard with this cane, it'll blow up? And Russell goes, yeah, go on, do it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, do you want to do it? No, no, I'm too scared. <laughs> I know. I'll just hide behind scared. you. And so, like Jason Weathercoats. <laughs> like Jason then, Weathercoats, Trevor Locke's assistant when they go out chopping blue tits' heads off with a spade. Who right. could forget that? And, uh, so I. Like, yeah. I don't know, what happened was, I, yeah, it was stupid. I swung it too hard, I closed my eyes, because I prepared Why did you close your eyes? But it, when I closed my eyes, I saw my position shifted. Have you ever played golf or any sport with a baton? Have you ever played golf? No! I can't imagine that you could. I once had a golf club, I just used it to smash up a television set. It's good, actually. Yeah. It's I better than the golf, television which is time-consuming. good. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I swung it, and, uh, I'd lost my positioning slightly, mm. and I whacked the wall, and the silver ripped off the top of the cane. Sort of split down the middle. It's innocent. Yeah. I will say, just in case Carl Bratt's listening, as if he'll be up at this hour of the day, he'll be draped somewhere, stinking of booze and fags, when he, right? But, like, it is in a silversmith's now, that cane, and it's being repaired. I don't even ask what it's costing, Matthew. Well done, then. But I'll, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, when I, when I get a bill from that silversmith, I'm going to send it to your grim little garret in Archway. Don't say that where we are. People are uninterested. But Russell, you've got, you like, it was bizarre the way you were going, yeah, go on, yeah, brilliant, yeah, come on, what do about, it, do it, and you go, just do it, just do it, and then I swung and hit the wall and broke his cane, went, oh dear. <laughs> oh, why would you do such a thing? <laughs> oh, well, the change a, was ridiculous. It wasn't a dramatic turnaround. It was. Was there? Then you sold, you go, I'm going to have to have a little moment with this, I'm very upset about it. <laughs> I didn't say yeah, that. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry, we had to get a taxi together not long after that, didn't we? And you went, I, I, just don't, I don't think I can speak to you for a while. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I was upset about it, but it's being completely repaired to its pristine original yeah, condition. Yeah, it'll never be the same, will it? <laughs> <laughs> no, now it'll always be a symbol of your jealousy and hate. I'm now, jealous of that. What on earth am I going to do with a silver-topped cane? We don't all dress up as Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably use it as some ghastly sex aid. Which reminds me, Matt's cultural review will be coming up later in the show. We'll be doing Trevor's Sonic Enigma. Of course, me and Matt will be doing it. We like to do it more freestyle, don't we? We don't improv. really pre-record it. We just improv our way through it. I met Will Ferrell the other day and done a scene with him, didn't I, Matt? Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, watch that on, on the MTV show, which will be on, on Monday, this coming Monday. He's I, nice, isn't he? Will Ferrell, really, really lovely, and we did an improvised scene together. It was proper funny. He was a yeah. really nice bloke. He's a laugh. 
Yeah, watch that, just because Matt mentioned improv. When I was a kid, says Keith, I had a guitar with pictures of the Beatles all over it. Anyway, for some reason, I decided to, sound, decided to discover what it sounded like when I cut the strings off with scissors. I blame the drugs my parents were pumping into me at the time. It was probably a drug brella of Ribena. Other blackcurrant drinks are available. Musical, that person put that himself. Musical instrument destruction must run the family because I also remember my old man chopping up the piano for firewood. I used no, to think, well, that's, where did it, this has this taking that's place? in cartoons. Yes, these, these events are taking, in, events are taking place in Odetta. I used to think that because, um, I used to think that was just because my dad was an idiot. Then I heard Bob Dylan and Martin Carthy did exactly the same thing around the same time. So perhaps it was all the fashion. I once, after seeing Elvis the movie starring Kurt Russell, smashed up a guitar against the wall. What, and whose guitar was it? It was a gift my dad bought me. I know, G's turned up, all right, mate. G, the poet laureate of the shows, it, it had stickers of Elvis on it. I smashed it on the like, I never even... What, in a sort of rock and roll moment or a tantrum? No, it was, like, well, it was actually a completely needless rock and roll moment. I was, you know... Was anyone watching? No one watched, no one saw, but like, what is quite good is that when you smash a guitar, the tension of the strings rips the front out. Just as soon... Yeah, electric guitar and acoustic. Acoustic. It's quite good fun. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed it enormously. Here's the thing that I done that was destructive when I was a kid, right? I used to always be smashing things up, headbutting things. I weren't well, right? And I, I went headbutted the bathroom window, right? And I'd, this has been after a spate of destruction. Remember, I grew up with my mum and my stepdad. I didn't like my stepdad. I had a really bad relationship with him. And they always said me to stop destroying things, Did right? you do this in anger? Yeah. I was angry about something. And it was the window in our bathroom. I headbutted the bathroom window, right? And Why did it, you just mime urination? Because I was weeing. I, I was having right. a, I was having. A Wee, what right? sort of person is so angry when they're weird and they head by a window? <laughs> Why does it stink so much? Bloody windows! You bloody windows! You'll pay a high price! Right, I've been a wee. Uh, they weren't stinging. I was a child then. Didn't suffer from them kind of problems. Head by the window. It doesn't sting now. I have lovely, lovely urethra action. Uh, I, uh, sting or stink? Sting or stink? Nothing. Got really healthy wee. Right, head by the window. It cracked. Right, I thought, oh no, oh, that moment was, was good. Yeah, though, terrible moments. They were out. You realise your power. But I, I realised by the force I had, and I had a bit of headache as well now. And like, I've been on the back of a spate of senseless in-house domestic destruction. I thought this is going to be, this will be the the straw that breaks camel's back, right? To do, like, I've been smashing up a lot of stuff, so I thought I need to construct a watertight excuse for this. So what I done, right? We had a cat at the time. Is I went into the garden, right? I got little bits of earth and I got yogurt and made up this mix of like bird poo by flicking yogurt around the walls of the house and putting all bits of earth in the middle of it. So it all looked like bird poo, oh right? My God. And then like claimed that our cat, and then got loads of feathers from the garden, put feathers all around that the. The bathroom. cat had brought a bird in, and the bird had had the force to fly <laughs> to a window and crack it. Yeah, that was my Rubbish. story. Did you get away with that? There was always, as often happens in these cases, people know that it's a lie, but. You know, it's a watertight lie. Because they're thinking, Not right, really. I've, no, hold on, they're thinking either a bird, the cat's chased the bird round and, like, you know, the bird's flown into the window or whatever, or Russell has broken that window with, by headbutting it and then gone and got, like, made up some bird <laughs> poo solution and put feathers around. That's too weird. Surely that's not what's happened. There so, so many other lies you could have, you could have just said, I tripped on that and walked into that and you could have got sympathy. You could have said, I've hurt my head. Mm, I don't like the sound of that line, mate. It's, uh, you need evidence. And if there was no one in the house, was mm. there people in the house when you head by the window? No, they're out. Well, so that you'd had a row, they'd left. No, I can't remember what I was so worked up about. I don't think I'd even had a row. I think it was just the uh, anger of the voices in my head. Why you been watching Count Duckula? <laughs> <laughs> hadn't worked out the way you wanted. Ducky poo 
Bruce, hold on a minute, Nanny, you're not treating Dacula oh, with any respect. Uh-huh. He is, after all, a count. Right, uh, just do away, <laughs> and then I'll get a headbutt, sir. No, I'll do it together. <laughs> I'll just force out this urine, dirty, mucky stuff living in my bladder. Get out! Get out of me! Oosh! What yeah. sort of man would do that? Well, I, was I a did child. things like that, though. I punched walls and did you? kicked walls, and yeah. It's so always in an argument. It wasn't like I waited till everyone had gone <laughs> and worked myself up. <laughs> I'm the bloody king of this house! <laughs> Walk around. <laughs> I'm the king of the bloody castle. There's no one going to stop right. me. I'll headbutt anything I like. Oh no, I've headbutted it. Uh, to the garden. Give me some yogurt. <laughs> Get me some feathers. We shall claim a starling is behind this. Right, so uh, later in the show, we'll talk to Noel Gallagher. Send us your tales of senseless self destruction or destruction of other things. You can text us on 64046 or you can email russell.6music at What in God's name? Oh, we're going to listen to Biggie Pops. Oh, let's listen to some Biggie Pops. Pops. Right, you're listening Search and to destroy. Ah, destroy, destruction. What? Oh, this show. Oh, this is the theme of this show. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Beautifully crafted. Wonderful. Right. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you in a bit. We'll listen to Iggy Pop first, though. Search and destroy Iggy Pop. Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. And me with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of those buttons, but he can't even manage some headphones on his head. You've backcombed inadvertently all your hair forward, right? What's now happened? I can see what you'd look like if you were bald because the hair inside oh, so your head has come out really big and like your the top of your head hair is masked by the band of the headphones I can now imagine you as you're a very interesting man aren't you russell i can imagine you as a six-year-old man dressed in your own urine all bitter and confused a about what went wrong man. 60 all right what's wrong with you Russell, when I was a kid in a fit of destructive anger, says Ian Crockford, aimed at the world, I destroyed <laughs> at the world. I destroyed my entire record collection. Amongst the records were two of my favourite albums at the time, Steel Town by Big Country and Hatful of Hollow. I destroyed them both. That's madness. To destroy, do, have you ever done that? I remember my friend Sam had a Dr. Bernardo's co- uh, collection box that he kept in his room for Dr. Bernardo's. Are you joking? What? He stole it? No, I think he was like... You know, I think Dr. Bernardo give them out, so you put your change in them. Well, that's not a very good placement of a collection box of child's bedroom, is it? <laughs> we'll, we'll be quids in! Our target audience is that child whose room we're in. Um, but apparently he... Well, apparently, I mean, just legend has it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you know, like, he got enraged once and stuffed all... He told me, he goes, oh, I got, he told me all red-faced. He goes, oh, I got dead angry and I stuffed all my money in that Dr. Bernardo's collection box. And he'd sit looking at it, regretting that he'd put all this money into a, a fund That's hard, that's destruction, is it? No, but I uh, know I'm not saying it's destructive, Matt. I'm just saying it happened. Was this at a little focus group for children in your village? <laughs> <laughs> you remember this? I headbutted a window. Yes, it was madness. It was like it was uh, the child version of Narcotic Anonymous. There's, there's a lot of destructive acts. I uh, used to play with fire a lot. Yeah, did you? You still That's are not a metaphor. Uh, metaphorically. Yeah, you're gonna get burned, Sam. <laughs> what do you mean? What did you burn? I used to um, get little toy cars. Yeah. Like, this is when I was really young. Yeah. Go down and get them. Do you remember the feeling of holding a matchbox? Was exciting. exciting. Get Genies, dragons. Genies, dragons with a can of deodorant. Yeah, do you remember that? Oh, oh, lovely days. Glorious to burn. I used to. Pack a car with tissue yeah. and pour surgical spirit on it from the bathroom cabinet, and yeah. then light it and watch it burn, and just like just imagine it was a little car on fire. Imagine it was a little family in there, did you? No, yes, you did. It's pretty obvious from looking at you. Maybe a showgirl in the boot. <laughs> a, t- a, tr- a trust up showgirl from yeah. Vegas, all trust up in a boot. That's you a horrible little man. <laughs> what has she ever done? That poor woman. She's fallen into the sex industry inadvertently. Suddenly, she's been burned in the back of her Hot Wheels. 
Simo in Stockton on Tees informs me that he once deposited a tray of curry and chips in a post box and felt bad about it the next day. I've done that. Put, put things in a post box. Why, why do it? Why children? Why do these things? Why are you so angry with society? What's Who society met? ever done to you? You and Simo both. Yes. You and Simo both, Matt. Oh, that's right, I see. You're under a general banner heading marked Yahoo's. My dog once destroyed our table by chewing the leg off it. Loving the show, says KT. Uh, right, our dog, okay. Topsy the dog, used to eat money. Used to like, <laughs> if you left money, you'd like about it, he'd eat it. Horrible little thing, and that was lovely, I loved that dog. I think your parents, when all that dog eats money, meaning... No, it tore up money. And you, as a young fool, <laughs> misinterpreted it and thought it was like a literal Topsy, thing. do you eat money? Do you really? <laughs> do you like 50 pence? Would you like a silvery shilling? No, it literally did it and it tore things up. It was that dog weren't very happy about something. Perhaps that's because in the early years of its life, mm. I'd experimented with it. No, I didn't experiment with it in a sex way. I just once or twice, as you know, I would do- You changed the rules. Yeah, I, it weren't allowed upstairs. I would entice it up the stairs, then throw it down the stairs after having me being the person that had enticed it up. Come on, come upstairs, come upstairs. Throw it down the stairs, then the bottom go, Oh, what happened, darling? Did <laughs> someone throw you down the stairs? <laughs> I weren't well. I wasn't an apple I love it. <laughs> That's the noise of a dog in considerable distress that's just been cuddled a bit too hard. Love should never hurt that much. Richard, no, pizza, no. <laughs> it's a two-syllable name. I mean, let's not get bogged down in details. He is called Peter. When I was eight years old, I was playing in the garden when I noticed a bright, colourful butterfly. Rather than appreciate its beauty and marvel in awe at this wondrous piece of nature, I decided to smash it with a tennis racket. I completely destroyed the creature. Its wings, body separated all over the grass. I felt an incredible guilt and tried to rectify my destruction and bring it back to life by sticking it back together with sellotape it did not succeed i've never destroyed anything since said peter he learned a valuable lesson i remember that feeling of yes let's smash this up and then afterwards thinking oh no what have we done yeah there was a dead fox on the road once and me and my mate rich drove past him and oh look at that fox let's yeah. drive back and drive over it yeah right we went back and dro drove over it and it sort of slipped like you'd trodden on a bar of soap but in a car yeah we over it, skid over and then it. we sort of looked back and saw it burst and oh what had you done? We felt so regretful. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Matthew, I mean, we're informing people of things that happened in the past, but I can't help but wonder, what on earth's going on now? Do you wonder what's going on now? I do wonder, actually, but something's come along which is really going to inform us of that. That thing is news! That is Their Life on Mars by David Bowie. I don't understand uh, the connection between, like, the incidents outlined in that song and whether or not there is life on Mars, Matthew. I know, it's a... What does he mean? An and enigmatic then, song. And why then is that detective program starring John Sim called Life on Mars a further baffling development? The world is a perplexing place. That's maybe really good though, I haven't seen it. He goes back it goes to the back old days. To, yeah. It goes right back to the old days. We're talking about destruction on this program. Got a caller. What? Hold on a second. Do you think well, we I mean, are we ready? What is I think we're what's ready. What's the name of the caller? The name of her is Amber. Amber the caller. You're right, Amber. Yeah. Oh, hello. Well, you sound like you might be a bit tired. What are you doing? Homework. You're doing homework? On yeah. Sunday morning? Are you a 14-year-old child? Yeah. Right, do you smoke cigarettes? Not yet. <laughs> Don't say not yet as if it's something you're planning <laughs> to do. Never smoke them. It's awful business, all this smoking. What homework are you doing? French. <sighs> Is it boring? Yeah. Go on then, do a bit of French down the phone then. Uh. Bonjour, Amber. 
Savannah. Um. <laughs> I don't even done French, and I, I know that. I don't even done French. <laughs> I don't even done no French. I'm still burying you. You're doomed. Fourteen. <laughs> well, you when you got to take your exams next year? Um, the year after. Do you think that education might be more about indoctrinating you into a conditioned citizen rather than giving you necessary life skills? Think so, yeah. Right, in that case, when you go to school, just say, I ain't done with French home, well, I couldn't be bothered, <laughs> then go smash the state, smash the state. You, you actually already are a little bit destructive, aren't you? What, um, yeah. like, the reason we've got you on the phone is because of your destructiveness. Would you like to tell us what you'd done when you were six years old, Amber? Yeah, when I was six, I had a bus, and I got lots of ladybirds in it, and then I shook it. <laughs> until <laughs> what point? Died. You shook it until what? Until they all died. You filled a bus with How big was the bus? Um, it was like a bus that you sit on and then drive it. There's loads That's of ladybirds! It's a massacre! You are the ladybird Pol Pot. You have probably gone down in the mythology of ladybirds as the bus lady. <laughs> Beware <laughs> the bus lady! She is a bringer of destruction. Fly away home. How many- Your how children many, are gone. How many ladybirds, Amber? I don't know. <laughs> I think, Matthew, <laughs> if you think it's a, like, well, you, it's, it's a bus that's a size for a six-year-old to sit on, I'm saying that the bus is probably well, two foot little by lift one up lid, foot. You? It's got a lift-up lid. It's probably, the, the seat lifted up, did it, Amber? Is that what it was? Yeah. I think there could be uh, possibly a thousand. We could be talking about a thousand Reduced little ladybirds. dotty black jam. Just a dotty black jam <laughs> of <laughs> a death. Oh. Oh, Amber. <laughs> well, did, would you do a similar thing now that you're 14? Um... If I was spurred on. <laughs> if you were spurred on. <laughs> Get in that garden, Amber. Get on and ride that magic bus <laughs> to Ladybird Destruction. Now, don't do that no more. Do your French homework if you want, but do remember, yeah, as we say, education's essentially indoctrination, ain't it? I mean, perhaps I'm saying well, that because I, well, I did school. learn some interesting what? stuff at school. What? Say one interesting thing you learned at school. Uh, how digestion works. How does it work? Just acid in your stomach breaks down your food. I bet you don't know anything about it, do you? Acid in your stomach breaks down your food. Not just that. Then enzymes go around your blood or something. I don't know. Don't right, what's peristalsis? Uh, peristalsis. He was. A, he's a tennis player in the old <laughs> days. He was ever so good at it. He had a wooden racket. He played against Rod Laver, and he won the cup for bloody old England. Go on, son. They yeah. used to say. Honestly, yeah. Who needs education? Who needs it? Because look, you know, we've got our own digital radio show, and I've just I ain't got no GCSEs nor nothing. It ain't never affected my grammar or the way I talk nor nothing. Don't suppose. So, all right then, Amber. Um, Go and finish your French homework, but I suggest that you complete it in the blood of stag beetles. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Amber. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye darling. Bye. bye. Oh, aren't she nice, Amber? 14 yeah. years old, just living her life. That must have, but how do you collect that many ladybirds? Time-consuming. I mean, that's a lot of dedication. Unless there was a nest. Do they nest? Do they? That they're lone guns, lone wolves, the ladybirds. No, they they work in couples. They work in couples, you romantic twerp. Is they that do. really that's, that's what they... your parents have told you. That's why you're Catholic to get you to get married. Information <laughs> that clearly ain't working because you plunder your way around London like Ted Bundy, who's nervous talking. to take the final step of actually doing the murder. <laughs> You live He's your talking, life. talking, plundering his way around London. Marauding is He's what you do. willy like a heron's beak. <laughs> I'm trying to find the right woman, Matt. How on earth am I going to find her without you, constant you, experiments? How do you define right? 
the one that's got the largest bottom <laughs> and the roundest boobs. <laughs> I don't know, just one to get on with emotionally. One that, you know, it's a laugh. One that can understand me. Somewhere to go, Matthew. Somewhere to call me home. I think the right woman for you is always the next one. Oh, the tragedy of promiscuity. You'll never be happy inside. <laughs> right, okay. What's this about Henry the Hoover? Oh, God. I'm saying whenever I see that name now, I, feel, I have a guilty little smile to Do myself. Have, you always talk about Henry the Hoover I'm in sexual Context. What have you done to him? I let him, you know. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was only 14. Hang on. Henry the Hoover's only normally, they don't operate in domestic settings. I was in the factory. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I was I was very bored. It was a double glazing factory. I was supposed to take the glass around the back, dispose of it. I saw Henry sat there. He was looking at this me. This is the worst kiss and tell that's ever going to be done on you. <laughs> Daily Mail. Oh my God. Yeah, we shouldn't say it to people. Picture of you. Picture of Henry the Hoover. Yeah, me and Henry. Career well. over. <laughs> Listen, Henry and I went out of each other for several months after. He was a very sensitive young Hoover. How did you react when you saw another Henry? Henry, it's it's me, Russell. Henry, oh, oh that's right, Henry. Walk <laughs> away. Walk away. You're just like your bloody father. Go on, get away from me. Did you realise that they were multiple? They're legion. They are legion. There's blue ones. I saw a blue one. I saw one with eyelashes the other day. I thought, if I get my hands on you. <laughs> You saucy little man! Why didn't they um, put faces on other things? What, like, like it was Keith washing machine. the toaster, you know, Mike the washing machine. There should be, shouldn't they? And then everything would just be like your friends. You'd never be alone again. And that's quite mad that in a board meeting with loads of stiffs who make hoovers, they yeah, would, they yeah let's put a face put on it and call it Henry. And this will be good for the adolescent boy market as well. <laughs> no more shame for using that hoover as a love Mom, aid. can I do the hoovering? Oh, God, not again. The house is spotless and that hoover stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you turn that thing on, it's just kicking out the back of it. Oh. It's this pebble dashing in the patio door. Oh, Christ. Yeah, happy days. Well, anyway. Did you really, though? Isn't that painful? No, it's all right. I mean, I, you know, I probably don't do it as an adult, because there have developments. You. No, you can't, can you? We'll get into Matt's culture review later in the show. I destroyed my next-door neighbour's three-wheeled scooter a few years ago. One wheel at the front, two at the back, if you were wondering. I was, actually. And felt really bad. Also, I've murdered numerous Henry Hoovers. Other vacuum systems are available, says Moose Hat. But to be honest, I feel sainted by this. Sainted? By murdering Hoovers? How is it done? I'd like to know more. I'll be honest with you. Listen, this person, I once destroyed a beehive with a stick when I was a little boy rebel, says Cocky, Cocky, Coxy Somerville. <laughs> he goes, it seemed like a good idea till those little yellow and black buggers pursued me all the way to the house. I only got stung oh. once on my elbow, which was a fair punishment, and I now am considering committing a similar crime, doing it again. Once, when I went on this thing called the Out of Town Centre with my sister, which was like a farm holiday for kids, Right? Yeah. The farmer, we were walking through the new forest, and there's a big termite mound thing. Yeah. And he, he goes, look at that, that takes, the, that's amazing, isn't it? We're all standing around. nature can and do that. And then he booted it, kicked it all down, and goes, they'll have rebuilt that by tomorrow. <laughs> like that. The termites under pressure like that, who needs that? No. They'll do that again. This one will have a drive through larvae. <laughs> it's ridiculous to put the termites under oh, that yeah. sort of strain. It's really upsetting. Shall we listen to the vitamins, Matt? Yes, please. Oh, what about that? Let's take the mickey out of the Queens of Noise's advert for a bit. The Queens of Noise are on uh, Six Music now. I think they're on at midnight on Friday or Saturday night, aren't they? Friday night. Friday right? night, midnight. They're Saturday, Saturday night. night. Midnight, Saturday night. Well, they're friends of ours, Mairead and Tabitha. Now then, what about that? trailer. Did you hear that trailer? Hey, it's, it's a competition time! It's a Sonic Safari! Oh, I don't know, them girls. I think they've been ironic slightly. Do you? Yeah. 
Well, we ring them up and ask. They're very clever girls. They're bright and they bright as buttons, a pair of them. But what was that bit that goes, It's mayhem! <laughs> yeah, it's mayhem! But it sounded like a very well crafted trailer for a radio program, is what it sounded like. It's mayhem! Ah, oh, they're lovely, them girls. Right, so, um, vitamins. what are we gonna do? Listen to the vitamins. Yeah. So listen to them then. That was the vitamins! You got me singing! Now then, hold on a second, I've got some things here that are gonna blow your bloody socks off, Matt. They're emails from people who listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. Aaron goes, when I were trick-and-treating when I were younger, dressed as Dracula, I went to knock on an elderly... Turn your phone off, Trev! Andy Milligan, our friend, ringing us up. I'm on the radio, you goon. I went to knock... turn your phone off. What? Mine's on silent. You've turned on silent, yeah, but how then, if someone rings you, you won't know. And we could get a possible phone call from a potential contributor. Remember, that's how Matt Lucas came to be on the show last week. He rang up, we picked up the phone, Matt Lucas on the show. It's good, actually. It's good, you never know who it might be next. All right, like. in this case, it was our mate Andy Milligan, who, as a person who is not in the public eye, would be senseless on the radio. Well, yeah. But he does write for Ant and Dick. You know, people could talk about Saturday Night Takeaway. It's popular. Or that other one where they're in the jungle. People like it, you see. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. When, what year do you reckon you'll end up doing that? I reckon probably next year. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm booking my little plane ticket now. I'll be, I'm going to go on that Love Island, then I'll be in the jungle. Yeah, I'll just be doing a little celebrity tour, and then it'll all end up back in the Big Brother house, by which time I'll weigh about 18 stone, be back on drugs, a big bloated, what, if you're bearded all fat sack and of bald, old flesh. That's really bad plastic surgery done and you're yeah. on all them programs. Just kill myself with drugs. Why? It's just an easy way. What's the point? Don't Life ain't that, that good radio. anyway. Just, you know, what's the point? I don't enjoy it good. that much and I'm relatively thin and I've got nice hair. <laughs> you know, what's the point? You do enjoy it. I don't, Matthew. I find it very difficult. When I was younger, oh, no. I was dressed as Dracula. I went to knock on an elder lady's door because I was trick-and-treating. My cape got caught on a statue of her of a lion, which was beside her door. I tried to release myself. <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it collapsed and toppled down the driveway, I decided to run off, leaving the remains smashed in pieces across her garden. Every time I walk past her house after school, I look at the empty space where the lion once sat. Aaron. Terrible, that. Just looking at that empty, empty plinth. His cape caught the lion. His cape got caught, caught on the, the lion. lion. He ran off. It's an accident. <laughs> he shouldn't have been in the garden, should he? Really? What's this? There's a lovely thing here. Hi, Russ. I one time destroyed the treehouse of some little kids I didn't like. I then helped them build a new one and tore that to pieces after they left. <laughs> John. <laughs> well, it sounds like that because it sounds like John done that in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, all these what, bloody kids. kids. <laughs> I'll get you some wood, yeah, don't worry. And smashed it together. Do you remember when we threw that monitor out of a window for a sketch? Yeah, that's brilliant so fun. Good, wasn't it? A it, huge bang it made. We've done a sketch on MTV, we've dressed up as these characters, like, and then we threw this monitor out of a second story window. Third, no, fourth. Fourth story. And it made a really lovely noise when the, the computer monitor hit the ground. there's a vacuum, I think, in the glass bit. Yeah. <laughs> really satisfying. didn't go like that. Well, what we did. No, that didn't. It didn't go... <laughs> Why do you think you've done that sound effect? <laughs> Your sound like effects are awful. I think yours, yours are misrepresentative. <laughs> I think they're really good sound effects. Right, what about though when I was uh, like when I was at that uh, when I went to drama school da, 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 and it was like really upbeat, fun evening to welcome the first year students. Morning at what drama school? What happens in the morning? Yeah, what what's it like? Ballet. 
go there, you go, it's alright, it's good, I was drunk. You go, you go in there, <laughs> you have to, you have to go in, you have to do a bit of ballet or like voice things. Me, 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 it's blah, 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 everyone blah. an unbearable little show off. Most people are unbearable little show offs, right? you know, from different, up and down the class ladder, but show offs from all over the insecure country. people. Mostly insecure little show offs. Yeah. God, that sounds like a nightmare. It's alright, some of the actresses are attractive, very mad. Yeah. But this, the, the benefit will be sexually adventurous. Downside, you know, then you know, the personality afterwards. Oh yeah. Christ, you know. But there weren't many people at the drama school, so you could run low on resources quite quickly. And at the time, I was drinking an awful lot. I wasn't well. Mostly, I just involved me drunkenly doing ballet, smashing windows <laughs> with bare hands, and crying. <laughs> that was, really? Just three years of that, essentially. But God, what an actor I am now! Oh, you should see me. You should see my Hamlet after three years of that. When we welcome, the, you have to do like a show to welcome the first years. When you're in the third year, you meant to do like a light-hearted sort of uh, review. Review, exactly. With skits in it, where you all sort of Ugh. do imitations of all the, the teachers. And I was meant to be a woman teacher. Put me here in bunches. Wore a skirt. Right, and, like we did it up above a pub in North London, Chalk Farm, the Enterprise. In fact, oh, yeah, was yeah. the pub it was. I like there was bo- they kept bottles of vodka out the back in boxes. I put one in my bag, drank another one, and like if you drink at high d- density alcohol quickly, you get like sort of a ten minute grace period. You think oh, I'm alright, this ain't had any effect on me. Then it kicked in after about ten minutes. By that time, I was on the stage doing this thing, going I'm meant to be all light hearted above, just in a room above a pub. Hey, welcome! Oh, this teacher's a bit like that. Oh, hello, doing impressions of the teachers. That naturally people were talking and not paying that much attention. I thought I was doing a piece of significant work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Please! God, why aren't you listening? Oh, and then I turned into that stupid voice I do when I'm, like, underdressed. Oh, not entertaining enough for you? Yeah? Not entertaining? What's your entertainment to you, darling? Yeah? Smashed, <laughs> smashed the glass and started ga- stabbing myself with oh, the glass. God. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. But I was really drunk, so and someone goes, Russell, what are you doing? This is just meant to be a bit of fun. Right, and Welcoming <laughs> first-year students. <laughs> so welcome them to the Welcome school. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're on. your veins. <laughs> We're have a gay all time! <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> then he slashed himself. And then I was going in out of consciousness outside the pub on the floor. This mate of mine took me, like, took me back to the pub. Remember From still blood or alcohol? Alcohol. Blood loss. No, hardly any blood loss. I'm sat sort of slumped outside there and he took me back to his house. This mate, young John Terrence, the actor. All right, he took me back to his house. I'm still wearing a skirt and have my hair in ponytail. I'm <laughs> drunk and ridiculous. Let me, let me go to sleep on his settee. I woke up morning, I'd weed all over his settee, right? And I've, I'd lost the dress now. I still have my hair. And like, the, the, I was just in my pants, right? A bit of makeup, hair in bunches, covered in my own wee, wee all over his settee. And I've been bothering his flatmate all night. The young lady, I think she was called Octavia or Olivia or something you like that. You probably didn't look your best, really. Not really. Drenched in urine. Drag, really. <laughs> Hello! Let me in! Give us a cuddle! I'm a man! <laughs> I want to I've got urges Octavia Open up Let me in Right and then like, I had to go home the next day I had to walk He'd give me a pair of his jeans But I didn't have no shoes Walked through Ridley Street Market In Dalston Trying to buy heroin A terrible business Then like got back to the house In Hackney Where I was staying with this girl She goes What are you doing Why do you You embarrass me all the time What's wrong with you And I goes Oh yeah And I again Started stabbing myself With another bit of glass All blood started Filling up the duvet The people she lived with Were all lippies and that And they're going What are you doing Why is all this happening They called an ambulance She fainted and then by the time the ambulance arrived, I was in quite a good mood because you know you normally cheer up after an act of sense of self Brilliant! Should we play a record? Yeah! Why don't we listen to oh, the hippy hippy shakes? <laughs> anyway, it was a lovely, lovely morning. And if I learned one thing from that experience, it's that um, don't. 
keep don't stabbing be yourself. Don't a drama student. Don't do it. There's always someone above you. <laughs> there's always some mug. Who's sour? Sour that opening party. What should have been a pleasant evening? It was a bloodbath. Did you have a sense of humour then to be able to view yourself and think, oh, I'm in drag covered in wee? Yeah, I mean, I knew immediately afterwards that what I was doing was ridiculous. You know what yeah. I mean? Just at the time, like, you know, I just got consumed into the moment. Silly business, really. What are we going to listen to now? Oh, it's a session track of, of Gary Newman. <gasps> yeah. Imagine it. It's a session track. This is, this is what's done to the BBC in the past, trapped in a little puddle. Here in my car. Do you like doing things like that, Matt Morgan? What do I like? What? Going like that, do you enjoy it? No, not really. It's just mm. part of my life. Just part of who you are. So yeah, that was a session track. It was good, wasn't it? Mm. What do you mean? Why are you sounded exactly for? like the normal. Did, didn't person. it? Didn't sound like life. He didn't like Do a bit different. I don't like it if they do a bit different though. Here like in my car. Yep, I'm in my car. <laughs> 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 like, so if he did like to change the bit, how to make me anxious. When you that that came to him, that song? Yeah, I reckon he was just one day he was walking along <laughs> 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 on his roller skate <laughs> and he thought, look at those people in their cars. Or if I was in the first person, my car, singular. Mm. I imagine something like that. So, listen to this person. It's Dan in Hornchurch. When I was a kid, me and my mate Rob built a hotel out of large matchboxes and then got loads of ants to stay. The ants <laughs> seemed to be having a great time till we burned it down. Oh. Un unbelievable. I, ne I never intentionally killed anything since that fateful day. The inferno still haunts me now. Builds an ant hotel. I like the way they got ants to stay. To stay. What Welcome, ants. Welcome to your new residence. Special offers, free breakfast. Free ant breakfast, yeah. The Hotel of Death welcomes you. <laughs> free breakfast. I once set my best friend on fire in a science lesson. He was in hospital for three days. Exclamation mark. <laughs> That's really serious. Exclaims Johnny. My house has been invaded by thousands of daddy long legs. It's so distressing, I'm exterminating them one by one in wicked and cruel ways, says Luke. They're the most rubbish animal, aren't they? Why? Because it's fall apart if you tap them. Ill-equipped things, yeah, they're, they're helpless. Morning, Brand. When I was 12, some kids built their bonfire where we used to have ours, so we set fire to it on the 3rd of November. That'll learn them, says Austin. Nice one, Austin. You can fight fire with fire. What about that, Ben? Hey? <laughs> Go on, get it up, yeah. Right, we've got to do a Sonic Enigma around now. It's 11 o'clock. you sure? In the show. Well, that? I don't know. Should we do it? I mean, it's a bit early. Normally, we do about 20 past, I suppose. You know, right? Do we? Is there a set time? Yeah, dude, this show, Matthew, I protect you from things like this, but actually this show is very <laughs> carefully crafted. All the little stories about self-destruction. I just have so many buttons. You just sit there with your little button box, don't you? Pretending they're a family, pretending they're your friends, meddling with the dials. Go on then, why don't you tell that story about you being an absolute idiot trying to get into an art school? Uh, well, you, apparently you told me I've said this before. Oh, that one, no, the, the other one. Well, it's nothing to do with destruction, but I suppose... Tell it! it, it tell a story! We'll angle it round to destruction oh, during it. Uh, when I went to, uh, do my foundation year... What do you have to do a foundation year for? Weren't oh, you as bright as the other expelled. kids? No, if you do art at university, you have to do a year of, uh, What were you expelled for? I got expelled a few times. I was expelled from school for no reason, really. No reason? That's they harsh way to treat a child. Two exam period, they went, right, everyone, I know why it was. Why? They wanted certain people who they thought were going to fail their exams. You would have done well, you're quite bright. I know, but I was naughty, so they thought, oh, he won't do Get very well. 
And, uh, what they- So you didn't take your exams? Will you let me finish? Well, did you take the exams yes. or didn't you? Well, listen, right? If they expel you, then you, you're not part of the school. You register ah. the exams separately because they have a thing called a league table. So it was tactical? It was yeah, a tactical expulsion? they got expulsion. more money the next year, I think, if For they, every the high grades. Yeah, so. I don't believe you. I don't believe that they did- that you were tactically expelled. I think I've, you've touched other t- pupils. No, I didn't. I was in an all-boys school. Exactly, Matthew. I've told you this before. Exactly. I drew, there was, I drew a willy on a, the front cover of, this is ridiculous, on the <laughs> front cover of uh, Return of the Native by Thomas Hardy. Right? Did, 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 well, there was a native with a loincloth and you drew a willy on him. No, it wasn't a native. You obviously never read it. I ain't! I haven't had time! I was too busy cutting myself up and, and singing songs from the film Annie. Yeah, anyway, so I drew it on the first, like, two years before, and then some idiot laughed at it. Hold on, you'd done it two years previous? I'd just done it lazily, sort of in the first week of the course, two-year yeah. A-level course. And then at the end, this bloke just, David Evans, just looked David at it and laughed Evans. and couldn't stop laughing. And I got thrown out of the lesson, and then it was like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. The straw. And they sent me home. And then, I, because I was at home, I did nothing but revise. and thought, I'll get those guys. And both being and good got, exams. Yeah, and I did well. And then they couldn't include me in their league tables. So. Well, there you go. Who's, been pun- who's punishing who? But anyway, the hunter became the hunted. Then I went to art college and was yes. expelled from there, <laughs> but never turning up. Right, so go on, but what did you say in your audition, or whatever it's called when it's, it's not an audition, actually. Uh, it's an interview. Yeah, what did you say? Uh, well, the man said to me, he goes, oh, yeah, it's really good, and looked at all the stuff that I'd brought along. What, you done some drawings? Well, I just brought my A-level stuff. Yeah, I've done these drawings. He goes, uh, what arts programming do you watch? And I said, oh, I've watched the South Bank show, and I couldn't I think of anything else. I bet you didn't watch that. Well, of course I didn't. I just mm. said it. And then I said, uh, art attack. You want like that? And you he goes, claim to watch Art yeah, Attack with yet, Neil Buchanan. I know, and I sh- really got, I thought, oh no, I've said that. And he went, oh, I've never seen that, who's that with? And I said, Neil Buchanan. <laughs> he went, oh, we'll have to watch out for that, when's it on? I went, the afternoons. <laughs> and then I lived in fear for that year course, that he'd one day come up to me in the corridor, grab hold of me, go, I've seen Art Attack! Art Attack is a trite, lazy <laughs> piece of programming in which Neil okay. Buchanan smashes up crayons. If you want to make a little face, smile. <laughs> Turn it upside down and it's a sad face. He can go either way. Look at that. It's a daft little fella. He's happy and sad. This art is can be fun. <laughs> it was a good programme though, wasn't it? Do you remember the bit at the end where he did a big thing that was filmed from above? Wasn't that good, Matt? Well, it's I rubbish. liked art, didn't I? Oh, you little boffin. What did you like? Uh, pornography. Jack and Nori, the no, I didn't most like Jack boring Nori. programme I liked it when Rick Mail did it. I did like it when Rick Mail did it. I didn't uh, I really like children. What children's programme did I like? That Benji, Zack and the Alien Prince, he was that good. Was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. What was that thing made out of? He looked like a lunchbox. I wanted him. There was something deep in me that identified with that little guy floating around, being, you know, whatever he was. I don't know what he was up A to. robot. Yeah, he was a robot. This fella here goes... Fairy, who's a girl. When I was eight, me and some friends destroyed a jellyfish at the beach by chucking piles of rocks onto its jelly body. The jellyfish then deflated, pouring out what I can only assume were its brains and vital organs. I wish I had a picture. <laughs> what a lovely young lady. I think you're meant to do that when there's a jellyfish on the beach. What, pour rocks on it? What do you mean? Where's that code of ethics come from? Well, it's it's not gonna sit there and then wait for the tide to come and take it away, it's, is it? Well, it's exactly what it'll do. It's gonna die. Matthew. Move on. You, you suggest that for whales. Why are these Greenpeace idiots wasting their time tipping water up? It just pour rocks down its blowhole, clag it up and kill it. It's actually true that, you know, it's very hard to save a whale once it's stuck on a beach. It is. When that whale came down the Thames, Matt said he wanted it to be his girlfriend, went down to the Thames just wearing suspenders, holding a bunch of daffodils, interfering with himself. Terrible business. On the bridge, 
That's why it died, I think. Sing song. <laughs> I was happy when that whale came, but Matt had to destroy that like a cane from Carl Barat. He couldn't bear to see the people of London happy with novelty, sexualise the entire ugly incident. Right, should we listen? Oh, oh, Black Sabbath? Yes. Right, all right then. Why well, not? You're saying that was surprising as you heard me sorting it out. Because I wasn't listening, Matthew. Because I was actually doing some vital things for the show at that time, trying to protect you from your stupid, fat, greedy self. <laughs> Let's listen to Black Sabbath, shall we? Yep. Warpigs! Black Sabbath! Warpigs! Black Sabbath! Russell Brand on Six Music, I'm here with Matt Morgan, talking about destruction. You like that bit where it goes, Satan laughing spreads his wings. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Doing a lot of singing today, Matt, I noticed. I know. Why are you doing that? Since you've stopped eating wheat and you've become a, a raving, self-obsessed Nancy boy. <laughs> Yeah, everyone should give up wheat. Why? Don't say that. How is sun-blessed and mighty white and all those guys gonna feel How about that statement? You, well, I say let's everyone give up wheat. Yeah. And you judge me on that. Yeah, I do. You've actually, I admitted judge you, yeah. having sex with a hoover. As a child, and Matt. glassing yourself in the arm. As an adolescent, Matt. <laughs> not now am I condemning perfectly good wheat manufacturers who do a bloody difficult job under a lot of pressure. They get up very early in the morning. They get up so early to make that bloody wheat. So you want to become a devil worshipper then, Matt? Well, we are worshipping well, the devil. not the devil, really, but, um... His powers. Unknown paganism. secret powers. Anyway, me and Matt have met this person. He can put us in touch with all sorts of secret powers. And we've decided now, if any journalists write anything, we're going to unleash dark arts on them, haven't we, mate? Yeah. So, uh, first up, Charlie Catchpole <laughs> moved to the world. <laughs> you, we are going to use dark arts Catchpole he, on you. It'd be really easy if we got a lock of hair or something like we that. We've just got to get a lock of hair. You can what? use a photo. Yeah, well, I've got a photo of him. Anyone who says anything negative, because we've not done nothing wrong, right? We're good people. So, I think if someone does something off their own back, nasty. Unnecessarily. Unprovoked. Let's make sure. We are quite nice people, aren't we? Essentially. Yeah. I'm a bit vain and egotistical. You're a bit destructive. But we're essentially nice people. Totally. Don't really hurt other people. I'm a bit vain and egotistical, but that don't really hurt anyone except for the people that have to put up with me on a daily basis. People like Charlie Catchpole or this journalist from the Daily Mail that's putting things together. No, I think Charlie Catchpole is judging telly. That's yeah, fine. fair enough. All right, we're not going to do any dark arts on Charlie Catchpole. But people who just scratch around. Just scratching hate around. Telly. Haters, Tupac would call them. Yeah. Tupac. Because Jesus would say, say, turn the other cheek. Right, but what do we say? Anton LaVey. Dark arts. The dark arts people Anton would say. Anton LaVey and Crowley. No. In that. This so don't turn the track. Law of the jungle. Turn round. Dark <laughs> arts. Right. Use okay. Dark arts. Right. So is it? There's someone in the star done something that needs some dark arts done on them. And Daily Mail. Also, remember, we've got army of loyal fans. So some yeah. of them might be prepared to carry out a murder. I'm not suggesting that that's we wise. We've had letters about that, haven't we? Yeah. Someone did send a letter going. If you want, we're prepared to kill that person. Who me wrote and, that thing about you? Me and Matt just sent back. Yeah, that'd be ever so helpful. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Please do a murder. We'd like it. Um, yeah. Turn your phone off, Trev! Listen to this lovely email. No, we'll we, we, we learn a bit more about these dark arts before we unleash them on journalists, but I just think that I we think probably- you, We're quite powerful people. An and army of fans yeah. to focus negative energy on yeah. someone and, and doing that sort of little bit of Satanism. We took maybe of, their hair will fall out. Maybe they will. Like remember the other day, we, like uh, we was at a gig with Carl Bratt and Dirty Pretty Things and that. They like and his girlfriend was cutting his hair before it, and I was going, oh, I'll give these bits locks of hair out to people in the audience when I introduce you, right? And he's going, oh no, people will do voodoo on me. People, he was genuinely worried that people yeah. would do voodoo on him. So what I've done is I've kept some of his hair. Don't <laughs> 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 get any more any bother from them lads. We'll just bring them. We down. could maybe develop our dark arts. Let's on practice Carl. them on Carl Brown. Keep watching the. 
career of Dirty Pretty Things over the coming <laughs> weeks. See if you know anything unusual happening. Carl Brett's leg falling off or something like that. <laughs> be interesting. We'll practice a note there. Well, let's just see. Let's just see if no, he, you know. You know. He give me that nice silver top cane. He's generally quite nice, but no, we will leave Carl alone. But but so like Carl Elaine. But what about Dids or Anthony? Anthony or Gary? It's difficult because he ain't got very much hair. But we could get a little bit of his skin, can't we? Get a little bit of skin <laughs> off his scalp or fingernail. Get a little bit of his fingernail. Hang on, why was this turned into an attack on the dirty? I like dirty pretty things. I'm just saying they're good people for us to develop our dark arts. No, on. let's not develop on them. Let's develop right. on Daily Mail journalists. Daily Mail journalists, get ready. We're going to unleash hell. So uh, this is a, a message from Simon. Hi, Russell, Matt, and Trev. I've just had my other half on the phone Friday evening from Broadway Market outside the pie mash shop where Russell was spotted doing saying or other. She said, guess who's here in his Cuban heels all excited and started hysterically, la hysterically laughing. Look at his hair. And I could hear even more women in the background all giggling and shouting, look at it, look at it. Oh, it's even bigger than it looks on TV. They weren't talking about my hair, Simon. Oh, no, talking about the hair. He's done that joke as well. Since she then said you tried really hard to get her to notice you in a kind of look at me, I'm famous, you must really fancy me kind of way. Is that true? Um, you don't do that, do you? Not really, mate. But sometimes you might say you see someone you fancy him and you think, oh, well, I'm a bit famous, perhaps I can use this fame to get their attention, right? What so about that new word we've got? What is it? That you say, Russell's got a new word when he sees a woman he fancies, he goes, boobaloo! You, I invented that, but you invented, bumbaloo! <laughs> boobaloo! <laughs> <laughs> that makes me fancy you. Boobaloo! Boobaloo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a bo specific boob thing. Yeah. And a bum thing is bumbaloo. Bumbaloo! We're not sexist, so anyway, because <laughs> uh, when we see a bloke with a lovely pack, we go, "Oh, pack attack, pack attack!" We've got a lovely pack attack, pack attack like that. Then we do a big like ragger number. Um, so like, okay. anyway, uh, what uh, if your girlfriend is that really quite sexy pregnant woman standing outside the pie and mash shop? Then I is might there have no been... one who's safe from you. Well, I wouldn't have done anything. I just wanted a bit of eye contact. <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm not going to say, "Oh, don't worry about it. you're obviously pregnant." There's plenty of other access areas. I was going to just. You know, just look at her for a while, maybe give her a cuddle. It's, it's, it sounds antiquated. It's, she's the pregnant lady outside the pie and mash shop. It's <laughs> <laughs> a life to lead. I'd give you a perishing cuddle soon as look at you. The old pieman came round. <laughs> he left a pie on the windowsill. Well, I snaffled that pretty quick, smart, I can tell you. Before we knew it, we was on the tram, and all the way we went, <laughs> and it was the holiday of a lifetime. Oh! Okay. Good old life. Good old drama school. Good no, old drama school. When I weren't slashing my wrists, I was learning that. Accents. Love the show, by the way, says Simon, whose email we're still dwelling on. Matt's an underrated comic genius. He's not underrated. I think if someone said Matt is mediocre, that would still be overrating him. Hope <laughs> you had a nice time in sunny Hackney and didn't get mugged. Lived in Hackney for ages and there were no muggings ever happened there to me. It's a nice area. That's Simon, yeah. have an MTV car account. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? Them good old days where you could get cabs everywhere and it didn't make any difference to anything. Happier times. We've done. Oh, yeah. This is from. So, um, yeah, I might have been trying to get someone, but I'm going to stop doing things like that anyway. Because I'm just going to settle down now and start family. Not my own family. I'll get one that's already begun. Satanism and uh, family values. Satanism and family values. These, these, it's these two twin stones, these two <laughs> keystones, Matt, with which we will build our future: a love of Satan and a 2.4 kiddies. Crusader says, when I was about seven, my older brother and his mates built a really amazing hut in the woods behind our house. It took weeks of careful construction. I then got my mates together and we smashed it to pieces with my dad's axe. It took about 20 minutes. So that just shows you <laughs> <laughs> that it is harder to create than it is to destroy. 
Hi, Russell, Matt and Cocky Locky. Just a quick email to say hi and let you know that your podcast has me smiling so much of a morning that men on the bus think it's a come-on signal. In fact, last week I was listening to one of the numerous boot-through-ceiling anecdotes when a young man came down the stairs, saw me smiling, pulled down his trousers to reveal what I can only describe as a mammoth winkle and shouted at me, Laugh at that, then! What an odd thing to say. Laugh at that, then. That's an odd thing to entice know, a lot to of do. girls who claim to have been flashed on public transport. Once I started asking and saying, have you ever been... Cause well, you start to do some research. You yeah. Thought, Hold on, this I is I get a lot of girls going, yeah, I have. Really? The man showed me his willy on the tube or the bus. I know, I know. I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good... As you can imagine, I was lost They said they words. thought it was a willy. But, but it was like a little tiny, sort of, it looked like a A bald patch. Like, it's almost an outy belly button. <laughs> <laughs> it must be you, really. <laughs> Could have been me. Could have been me. I don't get on public transport. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it down there, particularly not that time I was accused of being down there with a sword. Yeah, I don't remember know. that. It was in the start. That was Honestly, a bit good. The right, they deserve some pretty... witchcraft. So they said that I was down on the tube waving a sword about. I'd not been on the tube. I don't like it down there now. That no was um, on Hampstead Heath when you had a plastic sword on your birthday. Yeah, we knighted Cyril, didn't they we? They just take a photo and they make up any, any lie story, about it. Well, now the tides have turned. Now that we're embracing the dark arts, now we've got the power of Satan, we'll watch our first little experiment on the dirty briefings, <laughs> and only then will we unleash hell on the sort of different journalists and that. Uh, Rachel from London, she says, eat your fudge trip, eat your fudge trip, keep up the good work. Quick question for the show, if you were women for the day, what would you do? Well, I think that's quite obvious. Me and Matt, if we were women, could get off of each other, film it, then we'd have it. Forever, wouldn't we? Shout, boobaloo! <laughs> each other's boobaloo. <laughs> would we be women who looked like us? Oh, that would be horrible, That'd wouldn't we? Mind you, you look quite nice when you dressed up as a woman that time. Yeah. Well, you look nice from the back when I was cl clenching on your shoulders like uh. an eagle, sweeping off with you, grinding up against the base of your spine, humping, crying, snot coming out my nose. Go, well, I can't laugh, be like this. What, on earth are you what would you about? do if you was a woman for the day, Matt? Just swan around by a building site trying to get attention? I would um, probably go to a swimming pool and go to the changing rooms and just spend a long time in there. Hang out there, that'd be good. Fill my mind up. I'd get pregnant. <laughs> oh, I'm so responsible. Just get pregnant, and then the other woman, she gets her body back. I go, oh, well, there's one or two changes. You're up the duff now. Good luck with that, love. She goes, who's the father? And I go, I am. And then I'll just run off, sweeping at the air with a badminton racket. See how she copes. Honestly, it would make a brilliant film. <laughs> if, you've, if you've seen Freaky Friday. I don't know if you've seen Freaky Friday. I believe that was based on the Shakespeare play Midsummer's Night's Dream. Yeah, I, no, I've not seen Freaky Friday, Matt, but I believe I understand the, the essence big, of the perhaps. piece. I've, I've seen Big, yeah. I imagine big. a Disney sort of film where you impregnate yourself and then yeah. hand the body back. And go, it's pregnant now. Would you have to pay child support? I don't think so. I don't know how they'd administrate it, because how would they ever prove that I was responsible for the pregnancy? Do you think this is ever likely to happen? I think it probably will as a result of our new witchcraft that we're embracing. And the Hellfire Clubs. Hellfire Clubs. We're, we're starting a Hellfire Club. We're, we're going to start this thing up in oh, London. I'm doing this thing on, club. Uh, Ow, ow, I'm doing this thing. Ow, <laughs> ow, I'm doing this thing. My name's Matt Morgan, I'm doing a thing. It's an ill-founded club night. Come on then, what is it? Um, why do you always give me that voice? Because you're an absolute you, twerp. I've thought about this, you keep calling mm. me a yob and going, Hello mate, I'm <laughs> Morgan, alright mate, you alright? Yes, Give yes. me that voice. Mm. You have got a West Ham scarf over there, yeah. and you're going up the football. I've- I don't even like football, who's the yob? 
You and I, Matthew, may come from very, very similar backgrounds. However, some of us have successfully moved away from the gutter and become what can only be described as gents, whereas others sit around lumping pasta down our necks uh, and meatballs. With a wheat allergy, I don't oh, think so. Oh, with a wheat allergy. Oh, we all, I should cocoa. All he eats, he just sits around guzzling couscous you now. Eat, right, mm. is from that takeaway place in Hampstead that's open all night called Titty Biscuit. Or whatever it's, called. <laughs> it's not called Tinsel. Titty Biscuit. What's it called? <laughs> Let me take you to Tinseltown! Yeah. What sort of a person available? gets all their meals from a restaurant called Tinseltown? <laughs> a twit. Apparently Craig David is the only other person who does that. Really? Craig David likes it there. They tell me when I go there, oh, you'll come, oh, Craig David, he comes And you over-order, and you order such a mix of stuff, it's ridiculous. You get free lollipops. And I like they're it. trying to call all the- and all the food is named after a film. It's ridiculous. It's a right stretch. It, it really is a stretch. It's the- like, it's like the good fella milkshake, and it's like, got nothing to do with anything. And if you phone them up and ask for it, go, can I have a good fella milkshake? They go, oh, what do you mean? I go, <laughs> banana, banana! Why have you set up this system? <laughs> you don't even know what they mean. You know, it's ridiculous. Can I have a Casablanca Sunday? Mm, what? And raspberry. Oh, right, fair enough. Why? What's the system for? Do you still eat from there all the time? I try not to eat so much from there because I've been recently been made to feel self-conscious about my weight, so I've, uh, Oh, what's happened? I just saw this girl yesterday, she goes, you're fat, aren't you? You need to get down the gym. I don't, I guess I'm not fat. Who was fact, it? Ruth Maddox? Yeah, it was. Uh, she says, I'm manorexic. fat, aren't you? I'm supposed to be manorexic. I saw in a paper that I'm a manorexic. Yeah, uh, but you could be fat and manorexic. Could ya? you? Oh, no! Distorted you body win. image. Yeah, I might have a distorted body image or something. Body dysmorphia. I might have body dysmorphia. What about morph? He was a right little punk, wasn't he? Strutting around on Tony Out show. Only an idiot would go body dysmorphia. What about morph? Hey, <laughs> I hated that little guy. Yeah, they've taken the name, the part morph, the Latin, whatever that means in Latin. Morph. I reckon it means soft change. or something. Soft, yeah. Soft or change. Anyway, right, any listen, morph and he's, what about his little mate? Chaz. was more white. Chaz, he was even worse. That Tony Hart part with them is a mystery to me. I don't. He must have the patience of a saint, but also the dress sense of a sea captain. He did. He always yeah, he have a cravat, though. He dressed know. in a nautical fashion, didn't he? Did you ever send anything into the gallery? Well, I, you never, but I was always jealous that my things weren't included when he looked round, even though I hadn't sent anything. What? I just think, why, is, why not put my stuff in? This is Monopoly. Monopoly Would you have sent it in with a younger age to try and get it on? People probably don't know what we're talking about. Well, the gallery. Oh, Tony it's Hart was a program that was on when we was younger. Tony Hart was not a program. He was. The whole thing was a construct <laughs> a by Hart the government. <laughs> you don't think he was real, do you? For God's sake, you naive fool. I think fool. he was created in Area 51. I think he was put together, I think, after Roswell. They just got alien scraps, stuck it together, called it Tony Hart, just unleashed him on the world. Constantly, had no sphincter muscles, so he was just constantly breathing in I one end, breathing out the other. Yeah? I think he did. Well, I have sick to muscles. I believe the stories. Oh, Tony Hart's a nice fella. He's Ross. still alive. Good. I mean, I mean, can you call it life, though? Just sat around <laughs> looking at Morph and Chaz <laughs> getting off of each other aggressively. Uh, here's a message. I liked him. Here's a message from, from Robert McGarvey. Oh, Robert, Robert McCabe. <laughs> well, I'm certainly what? I'll be damned if I'm reading this out after the way you've behaved, sir. There's absolutely no excuse. Those henchmen of yours treated people bloody awful. Robert McGarvey. I used to have Robert McCabe. No relation to Robert McGarvey. I, I mean, maybe he is, but he'll be Robert McGarvey's got the most interesting moustache. Has he? You know that groove there? I know the groove, baby. What's I'm that feeling called? the groove. There's a name for that. Teardrop dip. Yeah. He just grows hair in that little valley. He just grows it down in there. I can't even grow hair in there. What a weirdo. 
That's it. If, 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 <laughs> if there's nothing else wrong with him but that teardrop groove being stuffed up with Bunsen hair, he should be brought before some sort of commission, shouldn't he? Should it? be an investigation. Someone should look into it. This person here, Robert McCabe, goes, uh, I used to travel in my mum's car from Raynham in Essex up the A13 to my nan's when I was little. I too used to get the sensation of a bell tingling when going over what you'd once described as a winky bridge. I used to call it the winky flop flyover. It's nice, nice assonance. Do you think it could have been the same bridge? Did the architects of this structure not only deal with civil engineering but fantastic, deliberate sexual erotic feats. Why don't bridges now have the same effect? I'm curious about this. Bring back winky flop flyovers or winky bridges. We need answers, says Robert McCabe. Matt, you, did you have something that erotized your childhood journeys? It was an uncle, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? I'm talking about the things in life that matter to all sorts of people. Um, right, should we have, uh, I met the lady who does the news earlier, she, well, you were there, she, she was nice, wasn't she? Yeah. Don't talk the same when she's not doing the news, though, when she's not doing news, you're I'll buy your news of the world, darling, get a look at the news of the world. So all the news that we're about to hear, it's just, they've just scanned through the news of the world, and in other news, Nikki 19 has got a fantastic <laughs> set, four. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's go over to a little show that me and Matt like to call the news. Try and ignore the jarring disparity between our upbeat introduction to the news and the terrible tragedy that will no doubt be announced at the beginning, making us always go, oh shit, That's we've got to stop doing that, sorry, part. I just said a swear word. Okay, is that what, you just leave me out here, floundering, yeah. like Wiley Coyote when he's run off the edge of a cliff, floundering me there. It's like a second year drama student. I <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a chin wag then. So, yes, here we are. Oh god, all the destruction, all that racket, I can hardly be able to listen. It's Russell Brown on 6 Mew, come here with Matt Morgan later on. Matt sure. Morgan. Da, 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 da. We'll have, uh, gee, our poet laureate's coming on to do a poem about the show and that. Who's over there, lounging about, all full of himself. All right, Matt wants to destroy a CD like a nine-year-old. Come in and destroy one, then. You're meant to do one as well. <laughs> You're so childish. <laughs> oh, I'll break it then. Do you reckon I can break for it? Yeah, this show is about destruction. Listen to some destruction now. Don't do go. that, you'll break that glass. Nah, nothing will break, I'm really confident. There are, Idiot. a bit of destruction. You destroy something. Okay, here we go. Careful of your eyes. Oh, God. Good lad, yeah! Destruction! Destruction! Here we are, destroying things. Om Six Music, we're talking about destruction. I once destroyed the mind of my third year teacher, said, uh, <laughs> says brave Hilton boy. She lives alone now. Oh, tragic. You're right, Matt. You please yourself after your sense of destruction. The CD didn't break. There you go, then. Just shows you that, the, you know, modern technology is a very powerful force. This guy here, uh, called Zoe, which is an odd name for a man. Bizarre. Very odd. Almost eerie. Zoe from Barking, she says it's the place she lives, not her mental state. Good point to draw. Hello there, you lovely boys. My ex-boyfriend was a very destructive character. When we'd have a bit of an argument, didn't even have to be a big one, he'd disappear from whichever room we happened to be in at the time and come back with a possession of mine. This could be things such as photographs, clothing, cosmetics, etc and just cut, stroke, smash them up in front of my very eyes. It was very distressing for me. Needless to say, the relationship didn't last. The weirdo. Loving the show, says Zoe. Mm. Bit out of order of her boyfriend, innit, to do that. Have you ever done anything like that, psychological cruelty to a girl you're going out with? No. K 
Come on, mate. Never. You ha Yes, you have. No, I haven't. You're always doing psychological cruelty on the girls you go. The very fact that they're going out with you is the sort of torture that if you hadn't in Guantanamo Bay, people go, oh, bloody hell, he's off, lad. He's off. Jesus Christ, don't make them go out with Matt Morgan. I'm a lovely boyfriend. You are not. You're a horrible little swine. No, yeah, I, I heard that you knock your girlfriend about. Don't say that, you idiot. <laughs> I've never hit a woman in my life. I've never hit a woman in my life. Never hit a woman in my life. Never hit a woman in my life. Yeah. Only in self-defence. Of course not. No, I've never hit, I don't really They'd hit anyone. do you in, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got very brittle up. bones from so my chalky little fist. They've just become a powder. they just be thrown out about throwing a flower, flower bomb at someone's cheek. Loving the show, you make me laugh out loud, says Shell, which can be embarrassing when I've got my headphones on. I am, however, a sheepish latecomer and would like to know if and how I can get hold of all the old podcasts. I have several, but I'm greedy and I want them all. Well, of course, it's illegal, but they are all on the Russell Brand fan site. Go to russellbrand.tv, then go to the fan site. Well, I don't know, they can help you get things on there. They're very good. They get, oh, they're very good on that fan very site. Good. Very good bunch, those people. Get, yeah, any article happens. Like, then they'll get that and they'll put it on the website and they'll go, oh, that's nice. That person there is just auditioning for the role of someone who has witchcraft done on their lives. <laughs> nice to let us know. Thanks for auditioning for the life of witchcraft. Sudden People probably torture. think we're joking about this. I know, they might think we're joking, but what they forget is that we've got a loyal army of listeners that we've just met a person that's got very potent devil powers and that we're going to incorporate these devil powers into the life of our enemies. Like two packs, two Park, Shakur used to say, F the haters. Yeah. You want to get involved in a world of hatred? Well, you've come to the right place. We've had very dark past, haven't we? We've got all sorts yeah, of hatred sorts to unleash. Self-harm and Oh, of course, a ghastly abuse went on. I'm just looking for a journalist to vent it on. Mind you, by saying this, we'll probably make ourselves the focus of more of it, but then at least no, we will won't. find out what just you think people would be afraid of getting involved with the witchcraft. sit by what other people are horrible to them. We shouldn't sit attack, by. Attack. We almost have a duty to the universe to use witchcraft and devil worship and paganism on our enemies. The main thing is if someone thinks they're cursed then they'll be cursed. That, yeah, right, so any, yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm almost excited about the next opportunity to do a curse. We need to get some blood or hair. Yeah, no problem. We'll get plenty of that. <laughs> chicken bones. Chicken bones. We'll get some chicken bones. Um, who, hold on, let's think of someone we can do a curse on, like, that's already annoyed us. Um, ah, Ali Ross. Uh, TV critic. No, I, just, I don't think it's worth doing it on people like that because that's his job to. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's the people who dig don't up like stuff and witchcraft. lie and upset your parents. Lies and hate. It's all that one from the mail. Yeah, they might upset my mum. All right, we'll find out the names and we'll start the old witchcraft. Be good this because now we've met this mysterious focusing negative energy. Because people are afraid to do Ouija boards, and the reason is is because there are unknown forces, and if we learn to access them unknown forces, we can create all sorts of havoc, can't we? Mm. Oh, we've always said we're going to start a cult. Let's get this cult together quite soon. We can use this. Um, do you realise the mics are on? <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! What have we done? We're on the radio. Oh bloody! We're around your house. I did for a while. It's nice here, isn't it? Yeah, let's do uh, Trevor Sonic Enigma. What? You've got a black cat. I have got a black cat. That's only the beginning. You've got I've that book of shadows. I've never seen at the same time as the cat. I'm a shapeshifter, so as I tell you, I shift all sorts of shapes. So, um, right then, come Sonic on. Sonic Enigma. Let's do Trevor Sonic Enigma. Okay, let's do a jingle for it, such as Trevor might do. Uh, it's a Sonic Enigma, here it comes. It's enigmatic, it's not very well constructed, but I'm doing it just the same. Right, so that would be the sort of thing he'd do if he were here. Pinch my skin. Pinch my skin, kind of thing yeah. that Master Sue would say, okay. Should we do it now? Ready? <coughs> yes, okay. yeah, I would like to remind everyone that I haven't been to drama school. Right, yeah, I th don't think there's going to be any need to remind people of that <laughs> in a matter of seconds. <laughs>
Um, can I ask you one question? What is it? Yeah. Am I an American man? Or no, I don't English? think you should be. I think oh. you should be a because I think you have to be the archetype of a Okay, darling. Okay, okay, love. All right, free up. Okay, you feeling limber? Yep. Yes? Right, okay. Exercises. Here comes this live. We're doing this, this Sonic Enigma live. If you can guess what record we're referring to, text us on 64046 and you will win the prize of coming in next week. In fact, here are the winners from previous week. Lucy, come in, come in. I can't remember your brother's name. Lucy and her brother. They're, they're coming in now. They are previous winners. God, is that Mike live there, Adam? They can talk into that yep. one. Yep. Lucy and her brother. Lucy, what's your brother's name? Sean. Lucy and Sean, welcome. Welcome, Lucy and Sean. This is the microphone. You have to talk into it annoyingly close. Imagine that you're about to perform what can only describe a sex act on a foam man. Ah, uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all right, Lucy. Won't be the first one. Oh, Christ. She's, Hello? Been, she's been performing sex acts on foam men ever since her <laughs> mid-teens. Okay, so, uh, Lucy, what was the, uh, the Sonic Enigma that you got right? That was about two weeks ago. What that was, was it? The Big Mouth Strikes Back. Uh, Big Mouth Strikes, strikes again. again. Big Mouth Strikes Back. That is a, a mixture of a George Lucas yeah. film and a Smith <laughs> song. But, you, you know, know, eventually it would happen. Whatever. I can't remember what it was, but you're in Edinburgh. Smith Wars movie. is a good point, Sean. Right, you stand right in there. Okay, so, uh, right, we're doing another Sonic Enigma now. Hand on me. Yes, I have, dear. You just watch it, don't drift down your back. Now, what we've got to do is me and Matt are going to do it live. You can adjudicate, but try not, if you think don't you've got it Right, don't uh, don't answer right. it, okay? Okay, okay. right, ready? okay, Matt, are you ready, Matt? For this is a Sonic Nick. If you know the answer, six four zero four six. You look pumped, darling. <laughs> right, let's go. Ah, <clears throat> uh, hello, madam. What seems to be the trouble? Oh, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Oh! What's your name? Um, my name it's D Dudley. I mean, no, it's Stephen. <laughs> Earth is wrong with you. <laughs> I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Oh, I don't know who I. So that there was the Sonic Enigma. If, it, mm. if it Trevor won, it would normally be this sort of noise in the background, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. So turn your phone off, Trevor. So, like, okay, so if you can guess what that is, text us on 64046. Any ideas, Lucy and Sean, previous winners? It's obvious, no. I would have thought. You think it's obvious? Yeah, yeah, but really? I'm not going to say. All right, whisper in my ears if you've got it right. Oh my god, he's <laughs> he just said, I'm gonna use this opportunity to tell you I wish I was inside you. Sure! <laughs> that is very flattering, and I, I'm, I am intrigued well, and a little curious. Only in the way, like that film in the space where they shrink down into a little He wanted to be spaceship. shrink down into a little pod and go around and see my groovy guts. Show those guts are real groovy. Look at those kidneys. Look at your kidney patterns. I've done that voice in the Sonic Enema, because frankly it's. In the Sonic Enema? A Sonic Enema? No, where we that's... blast music up our own bums? What kind of life are you living and you dare to criticise me for uh, having love with Henry Hoover. Sir Henry Hoover. There was no love there, was there? It tasted like love, baby. And, you know, <laughs> that's all I need to know. Okay, so what are we going to now, Ed? We are going to listen to a trail which will promote a radio station that you're already listening to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then we'll listen to The Cramps. So just, you know, continue listening to this and uh, here, here, then The Cramps will be on directly after. You're so pro. Thanks, baby! <laughs> oh, The Cramps! Isn't they lovely? What did you describe them as being like, Matt? Your boyfriends? Elvis the Goth. Elvis the Goth. Interesting. Get on the mic. I am on the mic! It's all on the mic, as Killer Keller would say in a similar situation. So, ew, you know, we've been to me and Matt have been talking about um, embracing witchcraft and the dark arts, right? Sean and Lucy here, they're winners of Sonic Enigma from a couple of weeks ago. We started talking about blood and bleeding. What happened, Sean? I started bleeding from the face. He started bleeding from the face because we are getting the powers of Satan in the universe <laughs> running through our fingers. Yeah, okay. It's very odd. 
It is odd. You don't even know what's happening. He's literally blood is coming out of his yeah, face. Pouring down my face. It's right. Sickening. Now, so if anyone else, because <laughs> on the when you came in, Sean, I frankly didn't like the way you shook my hand. It was a bit aggressive. <laughs> so we put a we put a spell on you. I feel weak. Yes. Well, it's gonna, only going to get worse. Let me tell you. I was recently in a bar in Stockholm, says Sean in Borough. He goes, when they had a... Ooh, ooh, blimey. He was in a bar in Stockholm. They had a rogues gallery of dictators running across the urinal. So I got to wee on Robert Mugabe. Who would be in your urinal rogue gallery? Well, um, hmm. Who would you have, Matt? Who would you like to wee on? What, dictators? Probably someone you dearly love, the way you conduct your sex life. Yeah, would be a rogues it. gallery for Matthew. It would be a weekend treat. Uh, who, who would you... saying ridiculous things about me because someone will, believes it. Uh, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with how believing you judge actual my truth. And you've had it off with Henry the Hoover. Henry and I were lovers. And there's nothing to be ashamed Dear of. Henry. Henry. I re- how many different Henrys have you had? Just that one. Do you call them Henry VIII and stuff <laughs> like that? <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a hooray, Henry and Char. <laughs> 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 It's a noise you'll hear if you love Henry. <laughs> does Good. it ever get, does it ever hurt? Uh, yes it does, because sometimes he doesn't return your calls. Penelope's <laughs> 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 gonna be killed! So, there's a message here from Lee. I once wanted to see what happened when you ate chocolate. Why would you, <laughs> it's nothing really. The only tools I had to hand were some chocolate, some Fred. Well, this is really weird. Right, some chocolate and Fred and my pet dog Sally. I wrapped the Fred round the chocolate, fed it to the dog. Oh, you're right, I wanted to see what happened in terms of digestion. Wrapped some Fred round the chocolate. scientific thinking. Fed it to the dog, uh, paying out the Fred like a fishing line, and then I decided it was probably in the dog's tummy by now. I waited for a few minutes and I pulled it back out. It was, <laughs> it was melted and covered in snotty goo. I was oh. six. Cheers from Lee. That's what happens to chocolate that when poor you put dog. it inside yourself. Must yeah. be well confusing for it. For, oh, delicious chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Really, really, really confusing for anyone. If you did that to a human, they'd be baffled by it, let alone a dog. Hi, Russell and Matt. Many years ago, my sister had to plead with my dad to be allowed to go and see Amen Corner. I wasn't allowed because I was too young and innocent to go to a pop concert. My sister wouldn't take me with her anyway. She was allowed, but she had a 10.30 curfew. After leaving, she decided to go backstage instead of going home. She was very late. She was found backstage with one of their drumsticks in her hand. Right, okay, well, good. It could have been worse. My dad was so mad, he took it from her and smashed it up into matchsticks. <laughs> he said, <laughs> He said, I'll turn this place into firewood. <laughs> That's because she was what, mean to me. Did the dad go backstage and meet her there? Well, I don't know what he was saying. Turn- I like that. Does he mean now? I'll turn this place into firewood. <laughs> what a pledge. Because, like, you know, that's a particular kind of wood as my, well. My mum used to say, I'll put all your stuff in bin bags. I'll put all your stuff in bin bags and chuck it out the window. Yeah, it's good. What did your mum used to say? Oh, this place ain't clean by fairies, you know. It's like a bombs it. It's like a pigsty. Mm. It's like a pigsty. But what was the threat that. that you never threatened something? Um, yes, she said, I'll make you go and live with, uh, your father, and, uh, he won't look <laughs> after you properly, and he'll make you mentally ill. <laughs> Eventually, she herself had to go to hospital, and this made good with this threat, and, uh, as it turned out, it was good for my so personality, also. You can only see Henry at weekends. <laughs> oh, mother! <laughs> That's not gonna be enough! Our love burns brightly like a comet across the sky! Once you've tasted Henry, and he's tasted you, you can't give up that love! It'll destroy us both, it'll consume us both, and God knows the bin bags are soggy, but I need him! That's the kind of way I used to be. Oh, dear. Oh, 
God, Chris Blakey, oh, get you better, <laughs> says, when I was in the Scouts, I hated myself. Well, I don't blame you. I always considered myself too punk to be kicking about in poncy socks and garters, marching about in stupid shorts. So on one camping trip, me and my mate nicked some matches and done a runner. We'd intended to set fire to one tree for a laugh and go back. However, it being summer, everything was dry and all the bushes in the vicinity went up in flames. So we ran away and the girl guys had to put it out. Ha ha, stupid guides. The girl guides had to come to the rescue. The shame of it. I caused a big fire when I was at school, actually. Did you? On Dartford Heath. On Dartford Heath. In the summer, it used to get all uh, dry. And we used to, you could choose what you wanted to do for games. And we did, <laughs> bizarrely, orienteering with a compass on the heath. You which, little boffins! No, we didn't do that. We just smoked and stuff. And I oh, set fire to a deodorant. Man. We just smoked. Yeah, we were just hanging out and smoking them. Listen, I set fire to a deodorant and threw it into a bush, and then I t- <coughs> literally, in the time I turned around to my mate, we'd, <laughs> look at that, look at that, turned him round, it was like, <laughs> it was a out of control. inferno. So we did that thing where you have to run away, go, don't look back, everyone, don't run, don't run, just, just walk natural, walk quickly, huh? normally, sort of don't panic, back. flustered pacing. And then fire engines came and everything. Ah, and then we went there on the Saturday to go and look at the burnt devastation. And we stood there and we went... Returning to the senior crime to yeah. gloat. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was classic. We could have been nicked if That's a detective the had stepped out from if the burnt If I was a hedge. gumshoe, if I was a gumshoe or a sleuth, I would have loitered there. Now, what about you, Lucy and Sean? Sean's <laughs> clamping a cloth to his blood-soaked <laughs> noggin. Um, what sort of... Have you ever been involved in any wanton I destruction? had a little bit to do... Go a bit closer to the mic, blood gob! a little bit to do with burning down a factory once. You burned down a factory? Was it yeah. an insurance job? Uh, no, but there's some very nice houses there now. Really? Yeah, so, in so a way, I it was a good thing. I did my phone. The factory wasn't active, was it? It was um, destitute. No, it was empty for the evening. Fair. It was empty for the yeah, evening? Yes. Bloody hell, Sean. That's a <laughs> criminal act. Me and Matt, what we done was I'd fun, s- playful. We're just joking. <laughs> we were just joking, but when you pinch me, it really, really <laughs> hurt. <laughs> no wonder people do devil crafts on you. What about you, Lucy? Have you done anything destructive? No, because I'm good. You are a good girl. Yeah, There's little doubt about that. I don't break things. Good. I've stolen some things. Ah. I've broken anything. Ah, stealing. That's another crime. Next week's shows. Good old bit of stealing. Right, let's do, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Matt, let's reenact the old, uh, Sonic Enigma, nah, ma nah, 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 nah. Okay. And then, uh, then, you know, if you know the answer to it, text us on 64046. If you don't know the answer, just have a little shot in the dark. What's the worst that's gonna happen? the answers yet. What? Matthew, yeah. stop looking around. Oh, here's some answers now. People send in, oh, look, here's some answers put them by Adam, out, mate. If some of them are right, then we need to make it. Is it Where Is My Mind from the Pixies, says Patsy. No. It's not, is it, Matt? N- no. Is it Walking in Memphis? No. Is it Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith, says Pete the Bedroom Man? Is it There She Goes by The Lars, says Simon? Is it Patsy Cline walking after midnight? Is it? Is it? Says Ali from said, Scotland. I'm walking here. Ah, I see. Everybody's Talking by Nielsen, the theme song to Midnight Cowboy. Joe and Ray from North Wales. No, darling. Everybody's talking. Is it the, is the Sonic Enigma Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed? These are all good ones we could do another day. Let's keep this list. Oh, no, now we've given the game away! Uh, is it, uh, I just don't know what to do with myself by Dusty Springfield, says Addy. No. Is it Lola by the Kinks? How would you make, come to that conclusion? Um, what? I'm yeah. clubbed and also, no. Peculiar. Is it, I oh, I be know, because you were, you were, uh, cross-gendered. Oh, I was cross-gendered. Well, yeah. I want to be your dog by the Stooges, Englishman in New York. Which Matt thought the lyrics How many more of these are you going to read out? Because um, frankly, they're boring. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> There's a lot of wrong answers, is all I'm saying, so let's try and get it right, one, shall we? Come okay. on then, Matthew, let's do it again. Hello there, come in. 
Oh, okay, I will come in. Oh, God, I'm a bag of noobs. They don't know what I'm goddamn well perishing doing, for Christ's sake, already. Don't build your part. What's your name? Ah, my, oh, my name, I don't know. What is my name? Oh, blimey, I'm so confused. You appear to have no drama training at all. I've had a degree of drama training, which enables me to do a wide variety of Mr. Kipling, I think, unavailable, <laughs> style uh, accents. It sounds like Gandalf to me. <laughs> do your Harry Potter thing, Matt. Potter. That's what Matt thinks the film Harry that's Potter is about. To, to be an actor, that's all you have to do. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! <laughs> Harry Potter! Hang on, this is a Sonic Enigma. Anyway, that's not part of the Sonic Enigma. Don't Rewind! Back up! Back up there. Okay, so right there, there's, there's, right, so this right. This Enigma that is bit. reversing. Okay. <laughs> Right, okay, so that's... What earth was that? I don't feel well. Is that what Henry does at the end? <laughs> Henry at the end just thanks me warmly, then he's kicked back into the stair room so I don't have to look at his grinning stair little face. Stair room? Stair room, but it sometimes gets called the stair room because that's where the neighbours used to come and stare at me, so that boy does a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on. Let's, um, so, right, do this on a Enigma again. We'll start okay. at the beginning and we won't <clears throat> let it descend into okay. going Harry Potter. <sighs> Don't sound exhausted with life, Matt. You are. It's tiring working with you, mate. <laughs> Spiritually destructive, isn't it? Come yeah, on. Come on. Oh. Uh, hello, come on in. Oh, oh, my boy, thanks for having me in here. Oh, crikey, oh, blimey. What's your name? My name, if only I knew, if only I knew my name. Uh, could, shall I try and guess your name? Yeah, it could be anything, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, so there we go. That'll do. I think that gives us the general impression. If you know what that is, text us on 64046 or email at uk. That's a sonic enigma. Sean, Lucy, have you got any ideas? Oh, do you want some more devil worship on your bottoms? I'm bleeding, yeah. I'm bleeding enough. He's losing an... Oh, bloody, you saucy devil. It's a lot of clarity, a <laughs> lot of clarity, you dirty sods. Mm. We apologise for that on behalf we of... We need to f focus our powers. Right, let's focus our powers properly. Let's listen to a bit of music. Matt, what are we going to listen to, mate? Um, Gun Control by Joy Zipper. Fine! Gun Control by Joy Zipper. No sooner said than done, done, done. Well, there we are, then. There they were. That's uh, Joy Zipper. More singing from you. What I'm allowed to sing. At least I'm not doing show numbers like you. <laughs> Fair enough, yes. Fair enough, Matt. It's difficult to quarrel. You okay there, Lucy and Sean? Yes, yes thank you. So good I'm for good. one another. Now, happy together. <laughs> So we brothers and sisters, are you to get yeah. on all right when you're growing up? No. No. Why? What's wrong? Oh, I hated him. Yeah, Why? Because he used to do things and tease me. And Uh-oh. We're through the looking glass now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's not such a pretty picture. No one's getting the Sonic Enigma right, because I think we're making it too difficult. What? Matt, we're going to we're gonna have to look Maybe at Maybe it's ourselves. an obscure track or something. No, I don't think Is it's it? an ex Not for it's this not really. radio station. I wouldn't have thought it's so. good radio Matthew. station, this. Yes, music's lucky. very, very good. lucky to be here, Matthew, and I think perhaps you should remember that when you're standing outside urinating on a plaque. Whilst my husband and I, oh no, whilst my husband was eight, says Victorian Loughborough, he skived off school, made a flame for our using a bike pump and his sister's nail polish remover. Should consider a career in terrorism, that's very good. He set fire to the kitchen, but it was lucky he did it there because there was a good supply of water and he could put out the said fire. He traumatised his sister, she had rescued an injured bird and had it in a small makeshift nest in the garden shed. He decided it'd be a good idea to help the bird by throwing it in the air high enough that it hit the shed ceiling and broke its neck. He then popped it back in its nest. When his sister came in, all upset, he purported to know nothing about it. What a git, says Victoria Loughborough. Distressing story, really. Children have an urge to destroy, don't they? Where is that urge but coming from? But then they curb it. They curb that urge. But maybe it's, it's part there of growing up. 
Yeah, I suppose there seems to be something Do of a life Do you remember, um, coconut shies at the fair where you just threw a- well, it was never a coconut. No, hang on. Well, so you, no, you don't throw the coconut, you aim at the coconut. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean the thing where you have crockery. I used to love that. It was well, the most amazing crockery. thing. Crockery on shelves and yeah. then you threw wooden balls at it and you could just break old crockery. It's good, wasn't it? Brilliant. Really good. Why don't they do it anymore? Why is that being let go of, you know, well, we become- in more innocent times it was enough to just smash up plates, wasn't it? That's uh, brilliant. As entertainment, but now, oh, I don't know, uh, things are pretty difficult, Matthew. Well, you have to go to the theatre now, don't you? Yeah, you do. Oh, we've got your cultural review to look forward to. That's gonna be fun, isn't it? Mm. Why are you going, mm, for? Because uh, am I doing what I think I'm doing, or are you gonna scupper me? I might not scupper you, Matt. You just do what you think your cultural review is, and we'll just get on with our oh, little lives. Brilliant evening last night. Did you? I'm going to hear it. later. It's probably more of your deviance, isn't it, if we're honest? Not deviance. Shall we listen to a trail, then we'll listen to Hell's Bells by ACDC, then we'll start thinking about culturally reviewing things. We've only just had a s- we've only oh. just played a song, haven't we? Oh, well, I suppose so. What, what do you want to talk about? Do we need to, um, do the Sonic Enigma again if no one's getting it? No, I'm sick of doing that. Let's- uh, we'll get no, some I mean, in a minute. make it easier. Yeah, we'll do it a bit, but we'll revise it while this track's on and then sort it out. Very blase, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a blase man. I'm very blase about Shape life. up, mate. <laughs> socks up. I think I'm in pretty good shape when it comes to broadcasting. Could this listen to ACDC and we'll come back with something? Okay. Come on, dear. Smells by ACDC. Because we're incorporating sort of a bit more devil worship into the show. We like to incorporate Satan. If Satan can be included, it's only to the show's benefit. <laughs> so it's like, um. What does it sound like, Matthew? Cyril Snare. Cyril Snare! No. That's the pigs. Snare. Cedric Sneer is the one who goes, Mr. Sneer. Because <laughs> this is a real broad cultural reference point. Uh, <laughs> a cartoon that used to be on going live for Raccoons. a period of about 18 months in our childhood. Raccoon. Even G, who is about our age, is looking on with baffled disgust, quite frankly. But then he is a man when I said, Do you want us to play a track? Responded, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. That was his response. And he thrust his fist into the air as if to suggest that that, that, that is somehow affiliated with black power. <laughs> Billy Joel is not an icon of black power, gee. If anything, he was racist. He's not racist! <laughs> he was a nice bloke, I like him. Now, He's not dead. Why do you think everyone's dead? You talk about people in the wrong tense. Do I? It's because he goes, he was a great bloke. He was a bloke. brilliant, he was a lovely fellow, and I think it's a bloody shame. <laughs> Billy, <What>? Billy Joel <laughs> had a joint funeral with Tony Hart. Earlier. We lost them both. But we saved a lot of money on coffins. The best way to destroy a CD is in the microwave. Blue sparks fly and the resulting smell is dead nice, says Stu. I impregnated my mate's clay model with air bubbles. When he fired it in the kiln, it exploded and destroyed the whole class's work. Yeah, he took that. the blame, says Nigel in ride. Now, uh, we got Victoria on the phone from Brighton. Still trying to get hold of it. Oh my god, Adam, like the, the Adams that work with us here, they just put their arms in the air, just in absolute confusion and dismay. Hi, Russ and Matt, says Natalie from Upminster, she's 12 years old, she goes, I once destroyed my brother's armpit hair by sticking chewing gum in there. I thought I'd be able to take it out easily, but in the end I had to cut out most of his armpit hair. Please read this out loud, because I love your show and I've been very happy. Her brother, apparently, yes, is in a coma. Why did she say, I put it there and then I thought I could get rid of it, so I had to cut it out. Uh, where's her brother in well, her brother, it's like, it's like his armpit is left on the sideboard and he was out playing football. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, animal, there's something chewy down there. <laughs> that shouldn't be chewy down there. Normally when I chew my armpit here, it hardly even resists. 
Well, Natalie, I think what you've done was a very noble, very beautiful thing, and you what are a, a very lovely young lady. You're a very special girl. This is it. Natalie, we send you actual love. Uh, go on that fan site, Russell, uh, like, you go on my fan site, russellbrand.tv, then go on the fan site bit. It's good. Go in there, find out more about gigs I'm doing, find out about all sorts of stuff. Be a laugh, wouldn't it? You're right, Matt. You, I've never seen you look so baffled, fumbling with that pen as if it was a, a bloody some I sort of instrument of it's joy. Just that you saw yourself in a magazine, an advert for your torment. Me! <laughs> <laughs> me! That's me there in that magazine. Uh, yeah, I was in the Observer magazine. Just saw an I know it still surprises me when I see myself existing but outside that's of what me. What child would do? Me! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, for some aspects of my personality were arrested due to the difficulties of my childhood. Right, here's some entries to the Sonic Enigma. Is it Walk This Way by Aerosmith? No. no. Is it On a Ragged Tip by Celso? No. Is that Stephen in Southampton's suggestion? Is it My Name Is Eminem by John? All oh, right, then. My name is My Name Is by Eminem. My name is Eminem. I'm a rapper from the states. I'm bloody furious with society. Uh, I don't to Eminem. <laughs> it's just having a break. I like him. Is it Walk on the Wide Side by Matt from Aldershot? <laughs> That's a suggestion from Lou Reed. Uh, no, it's not. So, uh, like, let's, uh, let Matt, it's too hard. Let's do it again, make okay. it be easier. Really easy, yeah? Not really easy, a bit easier. Okay. A uh, bit easier. Come on in, doll. Uh, What's oh, wrong with you? I got some kind of goddamn crisis, so as I do, I don't know what exactly, What's though. What's your name? My name? My name? Oh, I don't know. It could be anything. Perhaps it's Edgar, perhaps it's Steve, perhaps it's Billy Bunter. That must be easier. Be now. Easier now. We've said two vital words. So Sean Blood Chops is <laughs> looking on more confused than ever. Yes. Don't you know the answer? No, yet? no, no, no I don't know the answer. Oh, he's baffled. He's losing his voice. He's losing his mind. It's wonderful to watch. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, we've been talking about destruction, and we've got here Matthew. This is a moral riddle. You'll okay. like this. We've got a moral riddle. Riddle me this. Riddle you what? Okay. It's Victoria on the phone. She's calling us from B Right On. Hello, uh, Victoria. You're right, dear. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm really well today. Feel quite good. Uh, got the power of Satan surging through me black I blood. <laughs> so, um, are you all right, dear? I'm good, yeah. What are you doing in Brighton? I'm uh, not a lot today. Living. Look, Matthew, don't just look up from me. Matt is scribbling something, got a bit of paper. It looks like a drawing of his own genitalia. And then, <laughs> then just looks up, goes, living, barks that into his microphone. He doesn't concentrate on his job. He's really, really self involved and childish. Um, so, Victoria, you're, you're, how old do you love? I'm 19. 19, alright. So are you at college or something? Yeah. Or in Brighton? Yeah, in Brighton, yeah. Yeah, in Brighton. <laughs> Why, now Victoria, you'll forgive me for saying you sound a little bit listless and jaded. You're only 19 years old. Why is that? Are you a bit tired? No, not really. Well, b I mean... <laughs> I'm just like that. This is just something you like it. Well, the, the reason we've contacted you is because of the nature of the text message you sent us. Now, tell us what the content of the text message was. Well, basically, I've had a, um... Woodlouse trapped under a glass in my room for about four days. Right, and you're wondering what to do. Four days? Is it alright? Um... Because yeah. we thought this might be a nice moral dilemma for us to deal with. That's we not a moral dilemma. That's like a little Terry Waite cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> is it a cockroach or a woodlouse? They ain't even got friends. Is it chained to a little tiny radiator? It's a woodlouse, man. That's in, in woodlouse days. In yeah. Four days? It's four done days. about 20 that's, years. That's more than Terry Waite. You think about the portion of that woodlouse. How long does a woodlouse live? About... A month, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but I reckon you've just given it pretty much a life sentence. And unless Get him out, put him back in the garden. You want him to be freed, Matt? Yeah. Sean, Lucy, what do you think should happen to the woodlouse? Step on it. Step on it, yeah. okay. Oh, pretty much, yeah. 
No, step that on means we put him in the garden way. fast and step on it. Step on it, pacey. Go on, get it free. Well, what's your instinct telling you to do, Victoria? Well, I've just checked on it and it's dead. <laughs> oh, you horrible little <laughs> cow! Always about animal murder. Why have you done that? Oh, you left it there for four days. On purpose. I didn't know. I wasn't checking on it. You wasn't checking on it. What you should have done in future, Victoria. You need to if you trap it in the glass, then put a bit of paper under that glass, then you've got it. It's sealed in there. Because I can understand you're afraid of that creepy little thing. It's yeah. probably something deep in your psyche. Then take it out in the garden, give it its freedom. Because now it's there, all dead, all brown underneath. Is it? Do you think as a little punishment, maybe you should eat it? Because <laughs> you've done something very, very bad. Do you think you should maybe pop it in your gob? Crunch down on its little shell body? On its carapace. Clamp down on its carapace, Victoria! Hey. It's literally getting in the garden. It could live. Give it some Put sugar. It back in the garden, and let's move on from this difficult episode. This is a difficult episode for a little. Put a bit of paper under it. Put a little bit of sugar and water on that paper, and it can suck up the nutrients, can't it? Do you know anything about animals? Yes, yes, I suck do. It can <laughs> suck up nutrients. It will suck up the nutrients for its hooves, Matthew. And before you know it, it will fly to freedom. Fly, my pretty woodlouse, fly. I'm throwing it out the window. Oh, Lucy, that's good. That's good. It will be. It will survive that. It'll be it's just done four days hard labour and now it's been chucked out a window. For God's sake, what kind of life is it's it? character building. It's not, it's the Nelson Mandela of Woodlice and now it, when instead of its hero's welcome that it should be getting on leaving Devil's Island, it's been Robin chucked Island. out a window. Devil's <laughs> Island, Robin's Island, they're all just islands, Treasure aren't they? Island. Treasure <laughs> Island, Isle of St. Clair, Isle of White, Isle of Man, I diddly, I chai, diddly, I chai. So, um, alright, so have you thrown it out of the window already? Yeah. Oh, Victoria, you sweet princess of destruction. Perhaps you'd like to join our satanic cult, would you? Yeah, that oh. would be good. Fair enough. Now, there <laughs> you will be involved in a lot of devil worship. We'll send you some missions in code later in the show. You'll be going down to Fleet Street with Molotov cocktails. Okay, dear. Well, thank you very much for your contribution, sweetie. That's now, fine. I love the show. I love you as well. And I am the voice of this show, along with Matt Morgan and absent but not forgotten Cockady Trevor Lockady. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll talk to you later, Victoria. Thanks for listening, hun. Okay. See you later. Bye. 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 Well, then she'll be a good person to have. If she can coldly kill a woodlouse in that fashion, she'll be a good person to have in our satanic cult, won't she? Well, she's a bit lacklustre. Hold on, Matt. May you know she might seem lacklustre, but during that call, you know, we were talking to her. I'll get his tribe to uh, go get blaze sugar solution for that woodlouse. She'd gone and bumped him off. Why do you? Why are you suggesting sugar solution? I don't know. What was she going to give it? I don't, know, I don't know about the diet of woodlouse. Hedgehog. If I'd give a hedgehog cat yeah. food, mm, that's quite good. Give it cat food. Don't give it milk. Clog it up. Clog up the hedgehog. Clog right. it up with bunts. Come on. What? <laughs> Come on. What? We're in a bizarre cul-de-sac of talking about. This is not a cul-de-sac. Look at my upbeat energy, right? So we've done that uh, Sonic Enigma. Now we've made it really easy. Text on six four zero four six. Let's do it again, Matt. But let's do a, a, an abridged version. Right. Go on. Um. Oh, hello, doll. What seems to be the problem? Oh God. Some sort of goddamn crisis. So what I do? What's I your get name? a crisis. Uh, my name? Oh, I don't know. It could be Sam. It could be Stan. It could be Billy. It could be Steve. I think so, there's something wrong with you. Oh yeah, there's some sort of crisis. So there you go. That is it. You can text us on six four zero four six. If you get the right answer, you like Lucy and Sean could be brought into the studio to have satanic experiments carried out on your face. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, Matt, should we listen to a record? Yes, let's listen to the Rapture. Why not?
Why not listen to them? Get myself into it. I'll get you into something, young man. Get myself into it by rapture. We have a little bit of assistance from Master Sue, the pinch my skin Tai Chi guru. There he goes. He's inviting you to pinch his skin to prove his perpetual youth. So we've been talking about destruction on this show. We've been doing Sonic Enigmas on this show. Me and old Matty Morgan, Stansky and Freeman. Here's one. It's an email on the subject of destruction, so as it is. It goes here. Uh, it's Matthew and Croydon. He goes, when I was nine, with one of my in, uh, special uncles, he gave me a bag of Belgian mm-hmm. bangers in order to curry favour with me so he could wrap my mother untroubled. Nice bit of language. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? So he could wrap Read my mother untroubled. When I was nine, one of my special uncles gave me a big bag of Belgian bangers in order to curry favour with me so he could wrap my mother untroubled, says Matthew uh, in Croydon, with a touch of the Martin Amos about him there. However, I used these with the aid of said mother to blow up all my toys. It was brilliant, and me mam kind of got the explosion lust as well. As the bits of my A-team van rained down all over the garden, we sobered up and realised that I had no toys left, and the mood soon turned sour. It wasn't long before I had a new uncle teaching me magic tricks, though. Matthew in Croydon, who has learned to turn growing up in a brothel <laughs> to his advantage, <laughs> much as Richard Pryor before him did. I used to blow things up with bangers. Did you, mate? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, he put them in a glass. Yeah. Put them in a bottle. Try and do the lid up and quickly throw it. Oh, one well, it blows up the bottle. Well, sometimes. If you can do it in time, it just blows the lid off normally. Does it? Just blows it off. You blew my lid off. Fun. Sounds like a right Dig knife. a little hole, put a banger in it, light it, and make a little crater. Did you like knives as well when you said I loved them. I loved and axes knives. when I was a Little knifey knifey! When I was younger, says Dean, I would catch wasps in jars. After a while, they'd start their own dog fights. Well, that's good. <laughs> they had the administrative abilities. Why don't we get these terriers and we'll make them fight for money? Why not? We're just crazy wasps. I reckon if a wasp could talk, it would talk. I like suppose that. it probably would, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? And you imagine what a wasp would actually talk what like they if they say to us. <laughs> I suppose. I bet they'd be really stinging with their personalities. <laughs> I bet they'd be a real buzz to hang around with. Oh, they? oh Christ, what's the point? Dear Russ, as a boy, me and a mate used to put another mate's pet mice in a biscuit tin and put it on the hob and Don't listen to them. They can't read that out. That's awful. Listen to them bang their heads no, on the... stop li- it. Stop it. As the lid got hot. Oh, my Tony. And then at the end it says, that's a joke. I was only joking there. I then grew up to become Fred West. Don't in always the- mention... I can't help mentioning Fred West. Do you know, we right? have a caller on the line and we've got to go to the old... Uh, Newsy poos in a bit, so let's yeah. get the uh, let's get this caller on. Like, Lucy. Is it a winner? Lucy, yeah. right, Lucy, you've entered this Sonic Enigma in the, in all good faith, haven't you, dear? I did indeed. Lucy, have we ever met before? No, we haven't. Have Actually, I did meet you in the audience. We were dogging. Just admit <laughs> what we were doing. We were out <laughs> dogging. Lucy and I had an encounter lit only by the headlights of a van. Do you want to ask Lucy how old she is? First? Lucy, how old are you before we go any further with that joke? I'm 27. Yes! Oh, thank God. <laughs> All nice, legit little age there, and I haven't joked my way into prison. So, uh, right, okay, Lucy, uh, you seem like a nice, upbeat sort of a woman. Are you? Are you, though? Well, so we'll do... Let's find out some things about Lucy. Let's find out what makes Lucy tick, Matt, before we go on with this. got to know. Lucy, what makes you tick, love? Um, I'm a photographer, so I like all arty things. You take photos of arty things. Tell me about what makes a good photo. Is it composition? Is it lighting? Is it that it's someone's bottom? I mean, how does it work? The camera always lies, let's just say that. <laughs> I, the, the complete... The, right, uh, that phrase, the, the cameras never lie, is the incompletion. It's... 
cameras never lie, but photographers are often liars. And people, <laughs> that's the truth, right? And people never put that end bit on. And another thing is, oh no, I've just forgotten it. It's another one of those phrases. Oh yeah, oh what a tangled web we weave when we first start to deceive. That carries on to, but then we get really good at it. That's it. So that phrase in completion is not like an adage that tells you don't tell lies. It actually endorses lies. I know all sorts <laughs> of bloody old facts. I've picked them up on my journey through life. So, uh, Lucy, 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 uh, where do you live? I live in Coventry. Coventry, you say? Yeah. Suffered a lot during the war, but then we did those terrible things to Dresden. <laughs> uh, but what, and what's it like there? You're right. You're happy with no, your life? Coventry. Hmm. It's known as Chaventry. Chaventry, because what? Because there's yeah, a lot of Burberry and things. Right, okay. Not but good. Let's not use this show as a <laughs> forum to attack people for being poor, Lucy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's not let this show become that. We've all suffered in life. It's <laughs> nice to have a cultural identity. So, um, Lucy, mm-hmm. you've entered this Sonic Enigma in good faith. What the hell do you... Right, so, like, we've done this one. We've done it enough times now. We're not doing it again. We're not doing it again. What do you think it is? I think it's the New York Dolls personality disorder. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, you were so close. Say it instead. Right, we'll do that again, right? And this time, instead of saying the word disorder, simply replace that with the word crisis. A word oh, that, quite doing? frankly, was in the bloody quiz itself. It was in the enigma. Right, so we'll go back. We'll pretend that never happened, all right? And also, we'll pretend you never attacked working class people and all. So let's do that thing again. Lucy, what do you reckon the answer is to the Sonic Enigma. It's New York Dolls personality crisis. And what? That's good. That's correct. And the people of Coventry generally lovely. They're lovely people. Woohoo! Yeah, Lucy, Lucy. So we send this up, spend this whole show attacking everyone, and then we have the gall to say that's a lovely Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. Right. So you've got the answer correct. What point did you get it right? Did you get it right recently, or did have you known it for ages? got it right the second time you played the Sonic Enigma. See? She didn't play it, baby. We acted. That was acting. That was live. That was happening in the round here, live at the BBMFNC. Loozaloo! Right, okay. Lucy, thank you. Are you going to come down then and see us? Come down, yeah. Come down. Bring, like, friends and stuff like that. Get drunk and just come and hang out here. Lovely. Just get get all, get all woozy and boozy. Come and worship <laughs> Satan with us. <laughs> It'll be a right laugh. You don't have to worship Satan. Just be into him a little bit. I've had witchcraft cast against me though. Have you? Yeah, You're going to be. Has, yeah. y- your dad had, What happened? My dad lived in South America and yeah. a lot of witchcraft in some parts of South America. Mm. And um, he he um, he had to like get people's toenails and I had to be blessed by priests and stuff. But um, that's another story. It's <laughs> an exciting story. You can tell us when you're down here next week because by then we'll be looking to cast spells over people and that would be yeah. brilliant. You can be, you can be, see, this cult is growing by the second. It's brilliant how it's working. Right, Lucy, thanks very much. We'll be meeting you next week. You'll be on the show and just, uh, like, aren't you having a lovely time this week's guest? Sean, You must lovely. be prepared to bleed when you come Be here. prepared to bleed. We will. We <laughs> say that to everyone who comes in this studio. You're gonna lose a bit of claret. So, uh, okay, Lucy, we'll be meeting you next week. Next week, it'll be your blood on the carpet. Now it's time for a show we like to call Newsy Poos here, Newsy Poos here, yeah, yeah. Oh, they really are having a crisis, aren't they, those boys? The way they're dressed, the amount of drugs they're taking. Let, let, let Malcolm McLaren manage them. It's an old fucking thing. Oh, I'm cracking. Oh, my Lord, it's happened. Right, okay, now we're having a
in a serious moment. I apologise for that. If you are a person that disapproves of that language, I apologise to you. I'd also like to apologise You'd for... also like to apologise for saying Malcolm McLaren managed, managed the New York Dolls. He I didn't. Th- I think he did. I think he got he into the dressing room. I thought he went yep, to New York, he did. saw them. No, 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 he got into the dressing room. Did he? Yep. Yeah, tried to make him more communist. Now, listen, Matthew, well, we've well, also got to apologise for something wrong, else. I'm skirted around the issue of your blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what was this thing you done just then? Matthew, what? you might have noticed during the news, Master Sue burst into the studio of his own accord <laughs> and shouted, pinch my skin. Now, we're obviously the person that introduced him to the world of media, so in a way we're responsible. Yeah. Matt, well, actually, it was He Matt. looks guilty now and he's... Uh, he said, face. Master Sue, what would you like to say? Master Sue, you've done a terrible thing. What would you like to say by way of... Oh, oh, he doesn't even regret it! <laughs> you have you've undermined the integrity of the news! Julie's coming here from Music Week and told us off quite rightly. I respect Julie, not least because she smells bloody gorgeous. She does. She smells delightful. It's perfected me. Things like that. Gets right into your bloody limbic system. That's the ancient part of the brain, unevolved since we were lizards, and gets you right in the ghoulies. But what we done by playing Pinch My Skin in the news was naughty. It was bad. It was But we did wait till it was the music news, because Adam goes, don't do it when it's talking about the Pope, whatever it said about the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Adam goes, 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 Adam Clear his own genitals. Goes, oh, I'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. I've done wrong. Then, then uh, Master course. Sue, what do you what do you say? In you, you should apologise to the news. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Master Sue, uh, do, do you find me attractive on any level? Every level. <laughs> you lovely, <laughs> lovely little man. Let's have a look at what you've got down your little trouser lops. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Do you mind if I touch you? I've got to get out now. Oh, God. <laughs> you certainly are a mighty Tai Chi master. Got an update here from Victoria, the Woodlice girl in Brighton. Remember, we had her on the phone. She had Woodlice trapped under a Woodlice cup. Woodlice news. Woodlice news. Pinch my skin. So, yeah, how would you like it if the news came under there and said, oh, the Pope feels sick or something. Yeah, I mean, it'd really brass you off, wouldn't, wouldn't it? I wouldn't mind at all. Oh, I wouldn't care either. Who gives the monkeys about anything? We'll all be dead soon. We'll just dust waiting to happen. Hello again, Victoria the Woodlouse Girl says. Uh, she goes, I threw the... She goes, here's an update on the Woodlouse situation. It landed on the patio and then, ellipses, dot, 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 my cat ate it. Lie. Seriously. She wouldn't be able to see it. She then goes, seriously, he did. He's very greedy. Then a kiss. I believe her. All right, Matt, you want to go through life being cynical, yeah? You go through life being cynical. But don't blame me when you end up lonely and bitter in an old folks home with your own poop over your legs because even the nurses won't talk to you because you're so bloody cynical. What a lovely image. Right, so are we going to review Col- I've got loads of lovely emails here. Some of them are good. Look, look at this, this Mark in Great Yarmouth. Don't we just look smashed at them. Up, read them out. Smashed up a washing machine with my mates with a pickaxe and one of his mates lost a toe. You know, it's just <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Uh, this is some things, a poem for you. Windows, oh, look, someone else has had the gall to write a poem, gee. Windows, careers, tabloid newspapers, Russell and Matt practice their satanic verse vodka before showtime. The blood-drenched mime, but swearing on air is just crossing the line. Well done, that's reactive. Henry the Hoover rejects Russell and Actually, this might undermine G's poems, so we won't read it in case there's some of the same themes. You've got our own poet laureate. So, I doubt it. Whoa! He's complimenting his poetry. Oh yeah, he's a street poet. He's from the hood. Oh yeah, he'll pop a summer in your bot bot if you cross him. Oh crikey! 
I just saw a bit of footage the other day of Tupac Shakur, who I'm renewed my obsession with. Him going, like, like saying, oh, do you think you're a very good role model for kids? He goes, I'm 21 years old. He goes, look at that phrase, role model. Role model. Both those words indicate things that are false. Role is something you're playing. Model is something that's constructed. I ain't got no obligation to be a constructed thing. F off. I'm doing what I need to my 21-year-old would do. I thought, bloody hell, he's only 21 when he's saying cool. that. He's clever. And then I made a big thing. <laughs> I went all gay for about half hour. <laughs> just started looking at all eyes on me record. Took down my trousers and that. Just stood there in the room. Housekeeper came round. She's gone, Russell, what, well, you've changed. Why have you gone all weird? And, and she's retired now. <laughs> so I got a, an email here. It says, Dear Russ, as a boy, me and a mate once put another mate. Oh, Christ, it's that biscuit tin one again. Oh, Christ, it's back. I once took pity, says Jane Byrne, on a small blackbird who had fallen from his nest. I kept him in a shoebox and fed it Weetabix for a syringe. My brother one day took it upon himself to kill the blackbird using one of my dad's dumbbells. I was distraught. So, as a way of apologising, my brother Show. bought me a blackbird carved from wood. This reminded me of Flappy, the saved blackbird, and only upset me more. I still have the carved blackbird. It reminds me of the inevitability of death and the fragile nature of life. A valuable lesson. Says Jason Byrne in Plymouth. You're a funny. Then open brackets. You're a funny man, Russell. Dot dot dot. And you're a bit odd, aren't you, Matt? Dot dot dot. Uh, what? Well, Actually, Matt. That's what viewers this. are saying. Listeners, listeners. Turn your phone off, Russell. Turn that lock. Turn Bland. that off. A private number could only mean one. It could, but that might be no. It could be no. Don't answers, try and make yourself sound much more oh, interesting than you are. Hello. No, someone asking for John. Wrong number. Not only is it not Noel Gallagher, it's not even someone for me. <laughs> Hello, is that John? <laughs> I mean, we're actually Russell, why don't you submit you use oh, a pseudonym, John? Yeah, and, and you uh, wear a raincoat, don't you? And you go around London streets, meeting people, handing out business cards. Hello, to girls. I'm John. If you'd like to form a friendship with a man who's got chewed up custard creams in his pockets, you've come to the right place. Crunch, crunch, chew, chew, spit, spit tomorrow. So hungry. Why? Because I've mentioned biscuits and yeah. spitting. You little freak. You little delicious pervert. Right, so, uh, come on in, do your culture review then, Matt. Matt Morgan's culture review, I'll improvise a little, a uh, bloody jingle oh, for actually, it. you don't need to, because we've got your beatboxing from last oh, week. Oh, let's hear it. It's quite good. Come on in. God, <laughs> oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> I've got so much talent, no wonder I'm deeply mentally unhappy and ill and alone. So I'm just isolated by my skill as a beatboxer. making people feel sorry for you. I will not stop people pitying me. Pity is a very valuable emotion. Go on in, mate. So now it's time for Matt's Culture Review, everyone. Yeah! Well, he's going to review culture. Pinch it. Pinch the skin real good, baby. News okay. or no news. Yeah. Last night I went to medium rare. <laughs> Yeah, so what? How <laughs> dare you. Put your breasts away. <laughs> Take a look away. at these guys. Those. They're medium rare. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened at medium rare? Look at him looking down his bit of paper. I went to look at his notes earlier and he just had a glum king. He'd just drawn a picture <laughs> of a glum king. It's just yeah, sat. It's quite good. It's like a little potato king with a line. Oh, uh, once face. again, my cultural review. Come on, let's see. Driven into the ground. You drive it. You unfold your arms. It's the wrong attitude. It's not very welcoming. <laughs> the feng shui is terrible. I tell you why. It's because I find your cultural reviews mainly unhelpful. I've In never gone. Years, I'm going to go to that event. As a result, of in Matt. recent years, there's been a welcome. I don't know if you know this, Russ, but there's been a welcome <laughs> revival of interest in variety as a theatrical form. A medium rare offers a fresh take on the old-fashioned variety You're show, reading their combining propaganda. burlesque and comedy, film, cabaret, music, and magic. <laughs> I went to this thing last night in Hyde Park yeah. in a tent. 
Right, fair enough. That don't surprise me. That That's called cottaging, Matt. That's not a cultural review. Very no, nearly destroyed no, some of this country's greatest pop stars. I went along and I had dinner, yes. wine, and then a show started. Who did you go with? A girl, I suppose. Girl, Perfect. Yes. You suppose from an agency. Matt, you... Very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, the negotiations weren't fully complete when I met her, <laughs> so I didn't get anything. <laughs> you got nothing from the experience. Matt uses his cultural review as a way of enticing women into what people can only really truthfully describe as his hateful lair. A broom when I was around his house the other day and someone was kind of picked me up. He goes, don't let her in here. I don't want people to see how I live. That's what he actually said. Didn't. I don't want people to see how I, I live. I joking. You're sat in the midst of porn what? and discarded dinners. What what Come on. Porn so in my bedroom, mate. Right, uh, yeah, so I went to this thing. It was actually very good. Great. There was a show, little different things. There's happened. that bloke who does mine there. He's brilliant. Tell us yeah, his name, because I like him. Johan Lipowitz. Yeah, he's, he's out of uh, Apollo, man. He's brilliant. If I had to describe him as anything, I'd say... He's a black-haired genius who interprets classic Stop pop songs. Stop using their propaganda! <laughs> Why are you using their propaganda for your cultural review? This made! You idiot! No, you might no. as well just read out something out of a newspaper. Right, and uh, there's skating willers. There's a, a couple who uh, do roller skating. He spins her around. Mm. She goes right out of the audience. It's right. amazing, honestly. This bloke called Matt something curates yeah. this and fight. Can you stop doing that? What? Going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Not even at the right times. I'll tell you why. Shut up. Because I, well, the review I'm more interested in is the mechanical female sex part you took home after a shoot and had it off with. Yeah, because you told me to. I didn't, right, what well, was, we was doing this, we did this, So um, was that the end filming. of the review? Yeah, yeah, actually, go to that thing if you <laughs> want to see the thing in a park. skating willies were very good. This review, the, the mechanical lady part um, that you took home, made out of flesh-coloured latex and add it off with. I'm not ashamed of that. No, not ashamed. I did it as an experiment, which <laughs> you goaded me into. And let's just add a little bit of information to this, Yeah, come on, we? we're out on a shoot in a pie and mash shop in Bethnal Green, right, we're, we're using this prop that would be in our show, Russell Brand's Can we call it a vagina? We have. We have done Word. But they bought two because they said, which one do you want to use? You said that one. And I said, I'm going to take that home and have sex with it for a <laughs> joke. And then Russell goes, go on, do it. And then you can review it on the radio You show. said you would culturally review <laughs> no, it. And I said, not change one letter, cultural review. Who made not... who have sex with some latex? Like, you know, I can't force you to have sex with a latex vagina no, in the privacy of your own home. I what did. was it like? Because this culture of hey, you've done it. Let's culturally review it. Well, it started off. <laughs> a bit too be cold. careful because this, you know, this is rude. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and we're on the BBC, so just careful with the language. Well, can I just say that I mm. was told by Russell. He mm. said. Use protection, because I want to have a go next. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's just throw that out there, shall we, Brandy? <laughs> Matthew, I think you should lose, use protection anyway, because I don't want you having some mechanical bastard child. <laughs> I don't know how you think I'll end up work. looking after. So, uh, did you use protection? Yes. You liar! You looked to the side there, you had unprotected know, sex about, with a mechanical, not, mechanical not sex aid, you dirty little monkey. No, I wore, um, pop electric, you wore and I had a glass of wine, and I went upstairs. <laughs> Did you give me a drink? <laughs> Did you even have the decency to take it out for dinner? What on earth do you think I am? Stick Kentucky Fried Chicken with your mechanised woman sex part. We went round London. Sticking a drumstick in it. <laughs> we went round London in a carriage. Bargain bucket. <laughs> Matthew's got his own right, okay. bargain when bucket. Are you it's all right. He takes it home and gives it one, and then he bloody well. Oh come on! Oh dear. Hey, now. Yes, I had sex with a sex toy, <laughs> but <laughs> am I wrong? In this topsy turvy world, who's to say what's wrong? When's, what that's going on in the Middle East, and the, a man goes home and a pope a, doing what not, and no, people putting pinch my skin in the news. Construct. It's not like, a comedic construct. It's something that Matthew Morgan actually say? done. <laughs> 
What did I nearly really? say? What? what did I nearly say? No, he doesn't even know. <laughs> move on. Did I nearly say a sex word? You, don't worry, don't worry. Just keep <laughs> moving. Move okay. on. Okay, so anyway, Matt, so you liked it then? It was good, actually. Would you do it again? Uh, no. Shall I do it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be worse than Henry the Hoover, can it, in no, all honesty? honesty? At least it's been designed Once for it. Once it warms up, it's all right. Do you have to warm it with it's your own cold, body heat? It's cold, Steamy windows exuding body heat. Uh, it's a bit silly, and I was sort of doing it half Did it, half you liar. I bet you totally got into it. I bet you grimaced and gnarled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on in, darling. Give us a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you no, give it a name? Uh, no. Did you? I bet you did. I bet you gave it the same name as your mum or something, you oh, freak. What? Like, who's disgusting? I'm a man talking on a radio show. You're a man in a bed sitting archway with a plates on the floor, a grunting, over, <laughs> grunting over, grunting over a mechanised hound. No! No! Which one's your mic? <laughs> They're all my mic. Damn the buttons. <laughs> you can't have been doing this job about six months. You don't even know how the buttons work. God knows we were like without a mechanised sex part. So when you, uh, I bet you probably Ended up going up the. Right. Yeah. How many things do I know? Embarrassing sex-wise things I could blurt out. Go on. Just give you. hints because I don't think there's any. Give a hint of one embarrassing sex thing. Well, there's loads. Go on. Give a hint of one, and I'll see if ever I mind you. Well, should I mind it? No. Just go a key I don't, word. I don't think I've got Go <laughs> do a key word and see if there's a single sex thing because I've know my sex life and it's good and it's decent and it's honest and it's lovely and it's very precious. When a man and three or four women <laughs> love each other very much, <laughs> it's a natural way of expressing themselves. No, no, there's nothing. Anyway, I'm getting married now. I'm settling down. All this madness is doing my head. You've in. got to have sex with that thing. All right, I will. <laughs> Taking that rub in his face. <laughs> I'll have sex with it if you like. As long you as said, you, you uh, it's all right. It's just you know, it's just natural. There's nothing wrong with it. It's only mother nature. It's nothing more natural. <laughs> but it's not. Wrong with Why are we cares? talking about this on the radio? What's wrong with us? This is Sunday. We're morning. bad machines. We're bad machines. <laughs> we're not long for this world. Of course are we? we're not. We'll both be dead soon. We can't live with this. G coming in. G's here. Poet Laurie at the show to do a poem. I'd be better if you include Matt's mechanised friend. I tried oh, to create atmosphere just, there, just, and it just just right, occurred. Yeah, G. Woo! Yeah, woo! Right, yeah, come on. Okay, this poem is about destruction. Yes. Some would say that man's true purpose on earth is to enlighten his mind's worth and quench curiosity's thirst. Some would argue that our very reason for being is to examine life's season and search for a harmony to believe in. Ah, smash it, take it, crash it, break it. What about our desires for world peace? Oh, how easily we forsake it. What about cavorting with Henry to achieve release? Oh, how easily Russell rates it. Shouting boobaloo when he it. sees those wheels in the hope that he might date it. Destruction, it's our addictive compulsion. Matt's pictures of revulsion prompted a quick school expulsion. So now we're at a satanical junction to torment journalists and their assumptions. Somehow yeah. he thinks that serving the Prince of Lies and his desires already lists as high as one of their functions. He said Prince of Lies, that's negative. Prince which is what they call what? him, isn't it? Oh, they call Satan Prince of Lies. Jesus is Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Prince of Lies. Prince of Lies. Prince of Bloody Tides. Prince of Lies is you with your lies about me and a rubber thing and lies about Henry the Hoover, which I don't believe. I'm just, yeah, we're all just having fun. This it's show is actually carefully joke. scripted by a team of writers. Matt and I just come out and perform it for an My hour. My name's or so. Peter Green and I've been playing Matt Morgan. My name's. The past few weeks. I'm called Stiffy Pig Smell and I just do what I can to get by in life, alright? <laughs> I just do what I can.
fucking 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 f